0: Have to think of it as a nightmare in progress. What you pray for? <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to the grand revival of the debate of the dead podcast that's right we are back so excited to bring back a show this is a little show I started because I just really like horror movies and there's a lot to discuss a lot to pick apart a lot to dissect a lot to debate so today we are kicking off this Halloween season, even though it's ending today with Halloween ends. Here with me to discuss the movie is Zachary Landolt of Two Gays Watch.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk about this extremely divisive horror film. <laughs>
1: of course, of course. Well, yeah. Thank you for coming on. I I'm excited because well let's let's start. Are you a Halloween fan? Is this is this one of the series oh. you go crazy for? Is the, is it just one you you're like whatever you know like it, it exists? How do you feel no, about no. Halloween?
2: No, this is definitely one of the franchises I've been with the longest. Like when I was a weird I was a weird little kid watching horror movies probably like way too young and it was mostly like the Halloween franchise, the Scream franchise, the I know what you did last summer franchise. Like those were like my bread and butter. Of so course, I've yeah, probably all the classics. Oh, all the classics and like so I've I've watched with the exception of like I don't consider the rob Zombie halloween movies as part of I mean I know they are part of the halloween franchise but they're not part of my halloween franchise so I don't Harry, have to really watch those a lot but I have watched I mean honestly like I'm good with them. I saw them enough I saw them enough
1: Yep I it took me like a year and a half to watch the first one before, like I like I started it could not get through it and it, it took from that point it took literally a year and a half before i finally was able to revisit and actually watch it
2: i only saw the second one because i had to watch it for my podcast so it was kind of like well i guess i'm finally gonna watch this movie and i think i i, I watched it for sure but i kind of like tuned out halfway through because i was like this is not the vibe i want this, <laughs> i'm not feeling this so yeah i,
1: I get you but that's okay um that's so fine. so you're so you're a michael myers fan for sure oh, for uh, sure. which is awesome yeah this for me this is one of those series that for for a while it just kind of existed for i was growing up it was screaming freddy krueger all the way
0: mm-hmm.
1: you had a little bit of jason in there i think it's because that i my dad watched a lot of the friday the 13th movies mm-hmm. like, they were on tv he would put them on so i got a lot of exposure to jason never really got a lot of exposure to michael until mm-hmm. i was in my like teens and so by that time i was like Well, i already have my core group and now this dude's (laughs) like like obviously as i've grown up i've i've uh gotten and learned more about like the history of horror movies uh my opinion has changed and and with this new trilogy it really brought me into being like a halloween stand now Mm. Um, yeah
2: i really enjoyed this whole trilogy to be totally honest like even halloween kills i know was kind of like a lot of people were trashing on it I was like silently in my little corner, like, I really liked it. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> call like, me crazy. You're sitting in
1: know. the corner, like, they don't know that I'm loving this. <laughs> that, oh, I mean, people um, would be like,
2: would be slamming it online. And I'm like, I thought it was good. I don't know what you're talking about. So I don't know. Yeah, call me crazy. Well, and
1: then and then that leads us to today with Halloween ends. This movie just came out a few days ago, but at the time of recording. Um, and it from from the this movie was I don't want to say plagued with problems per se, mm. but this movie had obstacles to overcome. Oh yeah. Before it was even a movie. From the oh, yeah. they announced this was going to be a trilogy, this this movie had a a a, a weight attached to it already because we now know that it's gonna that it's gonna all end here. They're building up to this climactic end. And then within the past couple of months of the marketing with them talking about this Corey character and people speculating online that michael myers isn't even the focus of this movie and and all the (laughs) all the things we heard uh going in and and jamie lee curtis said something too that oh
2: yeah oh yeah but she was like a lot of people will not like this movie i was like that's (laughs) something to say that's something to say before your movie comes out
1: she said guess what you're not gonna like it and i'm gonna get my paycheck so who wins here <laughs> you cannot um,
2: traumatize but, jamie lee curtis more than she has been
1: and then even with the the controversial decision to launch to peacock the same day as uh theaters that even that just this movie that's why i say not necessarily problems but definitely obstacles
2: oh for sure and like and well they even ran into like with covid like they didn't expect to have to do, like i wonder what this movie would have been without the time jump that like originally mm-hmm. i heard it was just all gonna be the one night of halloween right, um right. but i actually feel like i feel like it was a blessing in disguise because i feel like the narrative the way it's structured in this i don't know how it would have worked the other way we will never know but like
1: in retrospect I I can't see a story that goes so full circle in an in a narrative 24 hours you no. know what I mean like I, I it, it, it's hard well let's let's just jump it so we can go pretty deep here so the movie <laughs> starts off and uh right right from the get-go we're different because during the um the intro the logo it's it's the radio station for Haddonfield uh which <laughs> yeah. is new to this movie I'm pretty sure I don't I don't maybe they mentioned it in 18 or kills if they did i don't remember
2: maybe like but right. if they did it was not
1: uh right
2: uh, it was not like blatant it was not like heavily on display mm-hmm. uh like, you know if anything i was like uh, a, a prominent radio station in 2022 <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is intriguing but it's a small town so i'm getting like guys it's a small town you never know
1: yeah that's true i Haddonfield's one of those cities that's just—it's as big as the plot wants it to be. I mean, Raccoon <laughs> okay. City is a is a victim of this. Like, there, there's so many fictional cities where it starts off as a small town, everybody knows everybody, <laughs> but then by sequel number five, it suddenly got like skyscrapers. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, World building. Yeah, so yeah, exactly, literally. <laughs> uh um so uh we're starting off halloween night 2019 so only one year after the previous two movies events and it doesn't yeah. really start off with Lori or allison um it starts off with a brand new scenario we're in a, a very way too fancy of a house for small town haddonfield i would say but what do these people do what steel mill <laughs> does this midwestern family own steel because i oil. know that's what it is uh and but so this it, is
2: a they, working class town you must be the one that puts them to work because girl, that's a family they have though. a
1: three story home with like a wrap around grand staircase it's obnoxious <laughs> but i kind of live for it i also oh, I mean, I love live. uh love the so it's a family we get introduced to the brand new kind of controversial from the marketing character, Corey Cunningham, uh, who is, I, I have to get this out of the way now so I don't bring it up again the rest of the podcast, unconceivably hot. I think he's oh so God. attractive. Oh, it was so I,
2: distracting the whole movie. I was like, oh my God.
1: Listen, I, there was oh. a couple of scenes where I was distracted by this man's beauty, but it's okay. I've seen yeah. the movie three times, so I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've narrated, marinated in the plot enough now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, well, but yeah. <laughs> of yeah, through he, all the bullshit. He is hot.
1: He is showing up to his Halloween night babysitting gig. The parents of a single child named Jeremy, who's like probably ten, twelve at the most, I would say.
2: Maybe. Demon like child.
1: Demon child. Yeah. Demon anything, child. anything below sixteen is just demon, and then like no. sixteen to twenty is like, um, like, baby demon, like uh, oh, yeah, hell spawn. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Maybe hell spawn that demon. They're all awful. Kind of graduate yeah, to human. Yeah either way uh and then mom and dad are heading out to I think a costume party I mean they're dressed up so yeah 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 love it mom's dress is like a uh like 50s 60s style like almost like a flapper lady I love it lots yeah of jewelry, I was lots well, of glam.
2: the opening was so interesting because as soon as like they kind of did that very like on the nose, zoom in on Corey being like, "We're gonna have some fun tonight." I was kind of like, "Yeah,
1: that was a wild." Okay. I saw. See, this in a the theater. Like, I just, I like, I didn't go with anybody. I just went by myself. But I still <laughs> like looked to my left and right, and I was like, "Do that? Are we doing this?" Because
2: <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I did not really engage with the promotional material for the movie that much because I, Same. I was a, af- I was afraid they were gonna show stuff and like. I tend to really pick apart a trailer whether I want to or not and I'm like watch me accidentally see something that I'm gonna go oh now I get what's gonna happen the whole movie so I just really other than the first trailer they dropped I didn't really watch anything else so I I, the exact same way I talk about this every
1: podcast I don't I I don't fuck with marketing for that exact same reason because they just and honestly and and I I want to go into movies as blind as possible. I don't want Same. any like even even things people would be like, well, that's not a spoiler. I'm like, but still, I don't want to see a scene because when uh, from the movie, because when I watch the movie, I'm going to be mm-hmm. looking out for that environment and like things like that, you know what I mean? And like waiting for the that scene in the trailer. And so right. I see it once when it drops. And then I never watch it again until the media drops, because by then my stern of brain will have completely forgotten it. I'll, I'll remember the highlights.
2: Well, and they were like this year. If any movie taught me to not look at the promotional stuff as much, it was the movie Barbarian because I went into yeah. Barbarian almost completely blind. And that Same. was one of the best horror experiences I've had in a long time because I was literally actually on the edge of my seat, like, where is this movie going? So. With Halloween I, I, I since I had such a great experience with that movie I was like I don't want to see too much and especially I was so excited for this movie I'm like I'm good I'm gonna see it like you don't even exactly. need to show me a trailer I'm gonna Period. see it
1: exactly I was so happy with that like 60 second teaser thing they did yeah, I was kidding like, we, we don't need more we don't need more it sold me perfect it' and We're everybody great was like everybody was like I don't know what the plot of this movie is and I was like but do you need to it's michael versus laurie it's the final halloween movie what more do you need? right uh, like
2: well and i'm so glad i didn't IV. watch more than that first trailer because after same. i'd seen the movie i watched the trailer or i saw mm-hmm. it somewhere and i'm like this would have ruined a lot of plot points for me so i same i don't know i'm Very glad i didn't
1: i still but that being said watch the extended like long trailer
2: yeah well and that like so in the opening i was kind of like is he actually just a murderer? Like, is he crazy? Or is this being subversive? I really couldn't tell where we were oh, about Oh, yeah. I had no
1: clue. Like, no. I, I honestly did not. I've heard a lot of people online say, like, well, you're thinking, is Michael going to show up? And honestly, I am such a, like, movies bitch. Like, <laughs> that I had no idea. I, that was not even crossing my mind. I was like, I, yeah. I was just like, we're just seeing a family, something. I don't even know what's going to, like, this is just. I don't know. It almost felt like uh, very evocative of like the same emotion that Scream emits with the Drew Barrymore opening. Not in the Mm -hmm. same sense that like, like obviously there's no big ticket celebrity being killed, but still in the sense that you're, you don't really know where it's going. And then it punches you
2: so hard that you're like,
1: whoa! Uh, what a hell of an open. Well, Um,
2: because the second that kid locked him in the attic, and then the parent, yeah. they slowly showed the parents like pulling into the driveway. I'm like, oh, I see. Like, I I, I didn't know how that kid was about to like bite it. But I was like, oh, oh see, I, had
1: n- I had no idea. And like, he, I, uh, the kid like steals the knife, the bread knife off the table or uh. something like that. Because they make like a point yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. to show it and then show that it's gone. So I'm thinking like, it, like I'm thinking the kid's pranking him but i didn't expect him to get like locked in the attic and everything and i i i totally had no idea where they were going and so when the way they frame the shot uh spoiler alert this kid kids fucking murked (laughs) on camera uh like they frame it so it's from outside looking into the door of the house Ugh. and it's it's the the mom and they hear this like commotion because what happens is like you said the kid uh jeremy walks yeah. Corey in an attic and Corey, and what i assume is like a claustrophobic outburst right, right, he, right. He, he he starts showing like he starts freaking out and it's definitely like the oh okay he's clearly claustrophobic like he can't handle small spaces
2: yeah uh, there's a lot to I... unpack with that cory character right? there's a lot after we start seeing the family life and everything i'm like ooh, there's a lot
1: going on yeah yeah, there really is, and so so I definitely saw that as like a claustrophobic outburst. And so he's he's just like, let me the fuck out of this room. He's like banging on the door, trying to get it open, and we see the parents walk in, and they obviously hear like banging, and right at the wrong time, they hear him screaming like, "Jeremy, I'm gonna kill you!" You know. Oh so god, I was calling, like, okay, guys. <laughs> uh, see, see I'm still, I'm still just like, what is going on? Like, I had no clue, <laughs> and so jeremy flings finally gets the door open and, it, and he like flings it open and i guess Ugh. jeremy was like leaning against the door or something to like fall dumb rookie mistake
2: rookie mistake yeah,
1: stupid stupid in general he's like a child what did he anyway uh but yeah i guess he was like up against the door because the door flings open so hard that it like hits him in the head which then Ugh. proceeds to send him over the giant Railing uh, of the Ugh. from the like three story drop, and they show this kid splat like his I was like shocked back. with how graphic it looks You see, and I listen when I always respect when a horror movie has the gumption, the gall to kill a kid. It's kill so the kid, yeah. to kill the children. It's kill so children. it's Scarier. It's so, like it makes you nervous. This is horror kids are not safe kids die all the time like kill them it's (laughs) like an it when that kid's kid's arm gets ripped
2: off his body you're like wow all right yes here we are
1: this (laughs) why are kids like immune to the horror genre like i get like child actor laws and shit like but also some people just cannot handle violence against kids and i'm not saying every movie should show a kid getting like mortal combat fatality but kids are also humans that Die so it's. I we can have well, a and like where a kid dies. Well, and we this thing was like, this wasn't like gratuitous or, 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 or anything, this. it was just no, not at all. It was they, an you, accident, you, you, so like it's it didn't gory. feel like gross, yeah, yeah, it didn't, not at all. It, it was a complete, complete accident, and so uh, the parents literally watched their son just fucking die right in front of them, <laughs> and they that was intense. Like, I was there. like, yeah. wow, oh, it was. I was my jaw hit the floor because I just did not see that coming, and like I was in a crowded theater, which I I love. I haven't had a crowded theater experience. Yeah, I saw so it. I saw long. it at home. Mm, it was I'm it so was jealous. a good one for theaters, I gotta say, because <sighs> uh, I the last movie I saw, I've seen plenty of movies in theaters, but I'm from small town Indiana where there was like me, my friend, and then maybe <laughs> two other people in the entire theater, as opposed <laughs> right. to now I'm in LA where. Every, almost every single seat was full and it was an experience. There were gasps, there were laughs, mm. there were call, not really call-outs, but people clapping. Oh my god, everything. I'm I'm so here oh for that god. shit. I'm like, yes, let's do it. Oh, there was girl, there was clapping. Oh I love it. Uh, but They're yeah, like, when, when that kid when that kid hit the floor, gasps all around. And it was and because it's very shortly after that the mom is like screaming in agony at a very like Mid trauma forming Corey uh, smash cut into the credits,
2: into the blue out. credits, which the I immediately was Halloween like, 3 uh... credits.
1: Yes, it's it's one of those things where it's like a change enough to where I'm like, Oh, this is clearly different. And then I think about it and I'm like, This is the Halloween three font, and all the other thank ones. you. It like, took me
2: so long to be like, Yes, what is this? What's uh, okay. And I'm gonna be like, That's an interesting choice. And I went, Wait, no, I've seen this, I've seen this, but like, I'll admit i don't go back and rewatch halloween 3 a lot it's probably one of my lower rewatches. but Understood. then later i was like, I like it. oh yeah
1: yeah it's cool so it's cool that they they honored it. and even like i think it's 2018 that has an homage to every single movie in some shape or capacity mm-hmm. uh like some visual nod or something which is awesome i love i love i i love that the horror genre is kind of like one big circle jerk in a way but i love it it's nice it's just like yes you did something amazing i'm gonna show the world and like recreate it in an honorable way
2: oh like anyone who trashed halloween kills i'm like um if only for the flashback sequence at the beginning of the movie, I will at least solidly like this movie. Because I remember yeah. being in the theater and I was clearly the biggest Halloween nerd of all of my friends. Because That's when right. I saw that we were like flashing back to the original film's timeline, I was like, holy shit, they went back to 1978. They were like, what do you mean? I'm like, "Like the first movie. And they were like, oh, okay. And I'm like, ah. So uh, yeah, I was excited. Yeah. I was excited.
1: Uh, I get it. Um, okay. I want to now bring up a theory I have. Uh, about Do this it. movie, because because this is where it really starts for me, and I, I want to hear your take on this. Mm. In my opinion, mm. it is so clearly telegraphed that Corey is like the new Michael Myers.
2: In- yes, interesting. Like like as in there <laughs> like, well, okay. So like,
1: I I I regard. Yeah, I mean, in, in a way, These yes. get made. Like, if, and we see it happen in, some, in, like, say in, like, five years, Halloween comes back and now it's right. like, like, but I mean, this movie, so like, his, first of all, his name is Corey Cunningham, another alliteration name, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I say it starts here because with these opening credits, it, it's like the pumpkin shedding its skin, and Laurie mm-hmm, has that mm-hmm. line later about, like, evil changing shape, like, hello, Corey yeah. is the new shape. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting. That's in every time I watch this movie, it just gets like stronger and stronger. Like my maybe it's confirmation bias, but every time I see it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like they're clearly trying to say that. I, I understand that Corey fully, fully died in this movie, but sure. I think we've seen Michael see it some day. Like, I, I think in the, I'm jumping ahead a little bit and we'll get to it, but I think I think in the scene where he chokes him and like they have the, the flashback and, it, and like, I, I think something was a little bit more than than psycho tendencies were transferred there um so yeah I, I I i'm still processing it if
2: he came back and said yeah
1: definitely definitely
2: um because my i i don't know and you know who knows what they're like definitive like thing was supposed to like what they were trying to say exactly you know like that's for the filmmaker to maybe say or never say but yeah, I, I and, guess and
1: sometimes they leave things ambiguous because oh, sure. uh, they want you to draw those lines call it lazy writing call it genius you know so people will argue whatever I, I for me I would well, guess... I'd
2: rather not be broadcast to like I don't I don't want to be told like here's yeah. exactly what you should think like I'd rather Definitely. do some investigative you know work myself as audience member, right
1: and, and everybody's going to take something different because we're oh, all sure. going to relate our own personal experiences to stuff and oh yeah you see in, in fiction so like
2: well and we might find metaphors things. in something that they maybe didn't mean to even be a metaphor but suddenly i'm going oh Absolutely. well that clearly means xyz and they're like oh i guess you could see that you know so yeah film and, is and, subjective and in that I, way
1: and i love it and and that's this that's why with this series specifically like this uh, trilogy 18 kills uh uh ends and with with the kind of branching bubble of the 78 film i i like a lot of people like to say well this was never meant to be a trilogy it was never planned this way and i'm like I, I get it be mad about it if you want but at the end of the day we have three movies and this is what they are you got to just take it it doesn't matter what it was supposed to be it doesn't matter what they intended it to be what got cut like it doesn't mm. matter this is the product this is what we have to go with
2: you know what I mean like this is canon. I can't remember right now because it's it's been a few years but when the first movie came out didn't they announce that like it was going to be a trilogy or am I making that up was it only later they said never mind we're doing two more
1: I think I'm not sure at what point it happened but I think in 2018's initial conception whether it was pre-production or post it was always gonna. It was gonna. It was intended to be a uh, anniversary film, like a one off. Mm-hmm. Let's bring Halloween back. I'm not sure. I'd have to do some more research on the topic if it was before production actually started or right. after the movie like started a little bit. That Blumhouse and all them were like, oh, wait, no, we can split this up into three, triple the profits. Now right. it's a trilogy.
2: Well, and I remember it was some interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, and, and maybe I'm misremembering, I'm not sure, but I think I remember it was basically a thing of, like, if the film had been a success, she was like, well, he has three films outlined, so, like, if this is a hit, like, we have three films ready to go. But I can't remember, like, I my, my memory is fuzzy on that, but I thought I remembered her being like, oh, he has three films, like, he has, like, films ready to go. Or maybe he just, maybe he had said it. I can't remember who said it. Someone said something about there being three films. Because my thing is, I've seen a lot of people giving criticism of like, oh, like the themes in this don't make sense with the first two, which I don't agree with, actually. I think I disagree with
1: heavily. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think- I, it's a, this is why I'm like, back your shit up because people who go on the internet, they're like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, okay, but, but why? Like, literally, so just tell many reasons it, think about it for a few minutes and really think about what each movie's themes were, yeah. like, I think this is a a great answer and next step. Like, yeah. Um, well, and
2: not to use the word that has become sort of uh, humorous in the Halloween franchise, but the theme of trauma, 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 uh, you know. I think there's a very clear through line through all three films that make perfect sense, at least Definitely. in, in my estimation. So I just, I don't get we'll, people that say we'll that this it. one think by the end. stuck out. We'll, we'll I don't know. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, yeah. People, I think a lot of people say it's the time jump. A lot of people say it's uh, well, uh, there's, okay, there's a lot. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, but one thing I do want to say before we move on past the, the little cold open here with Corey, uh, I think it is so cool amazing that the literal first words you hear of this movie when well other than the radio host over the opening thing but when the mom opens the door the first words of the movie are cory you're a lifesaver (laughs) because like for babysitting the kid and so i i mean that that's just that irony uh, tongue-in-cheek yeah irony right <laughs> that like i just thinking about that line being said after rewatching the movie I, it just makes me want to put my tongue in my cheek because i'm like <laughs> mm. yeah he's a he's it was a, just a really good all right.
2: open i think it was a really solid open i think it's what i the, agree i think like, it's like the best opening sequences of maybe the whole franchise to be totally honest because it's just like
1: yeah i that's uh, us yeah, in a weird this- place I don't. Is this a series that's really known for its intros? You know, like I, the only one I think of is Scream. Like Scream's known for its openings, and obviously, I mean, well, you and I are both humongous Scream fans. Hello, so oh my that's god, in our, like, that's obviously in our consciousness at all times. But yeah, I mean, I'm even I mean, thinking sorry, of like good. Friday the Thirteenth. Like, someone dies, but it's never anything special. <laughs> like, I can't say there's like a consistent through line. Or like, oh my god, do you remember the intro to Friday Three? <laughs> like, girl, no. The only thing I remember about Friday Three is that he got the mask.
2: You got a math. Yeah, well, I guess it's like it's different with Halloween because it's not something of like, "Ooh, I wonder who's gonna kill someone. You're like, well, it's Michael Myers. Like he's gonna show up and do true. something. But I, I do think like I think Halloween H2O has like a really amazing prologue. Yep, I think it's okay, more like uh, I guess like I think about like Halloween four has a decent opening. I don't know. It's uh I guess the I don't know. I guess it's not really known for its openings, but it was it was a solid start, at least in the way of like it made me not sure of where we were going story wise, in a way that oh, was absolutely. refreshing.
1: Yeah. And I, I was on board. Like I at that point I I was trying it's so funny that I I made such a big deal that my theater had reclinable seats because I've never experienced <laughs> yeah. that before and I thought that was the coolest thing. It doesn't even fucking matter. I was on the edge of my seat it's from the like best. the second from the second this ending opened. Uh, or the second this ending this opening ended (laughs) (laughs) I was on board I was like never sat back down so we cut to Lori uh now it's like all right now we're now we're doing it it's Halloween baby (laughs) we got Jamie Lee Curtis on screen which right off the bat I'll just say, thank God she has some really good screen time in this movie. Oh, I was so happy! Like she's really in this movie, and Mm -hmm. and she's not and she's used like she's not just like in a hospital bed like in Kills or Halloween Two. She's like actually (laughs) doing things, saying things, driving the plot forward in a way that is effective, and I love it.
2: I think they knew that like it's the final time she's ever going to play this character. Like if they had tried to keep her as a sideline thing, I think they knew that the. it would not have gone well. I agree. Yeah, people people would have rioted. People are already rioting, including me. So, oh, people are doing, yeah, they're still doing it now. Um,
1: we so and we jump ahead because now it's it's four years after the events of 2018 in Kills, yeah. But three years after the events we just saw with Corey, it's so it's current day 2022. Um, yeah. So we, you, this is where the movie kind of got me a little bit in the way of like. Cause one thing I'm like, okay, how are they going to address Judy Greer fucking dying at the end of last movie? But, and yeah. they don't, I mean, they do, they definitely do. But at the same time, it's not like a, like we don't see Lori have like an emotional reaction because it's been four years. So she just yeah. does this opening narration where she's like, and Michael Myers killed my daughter, you know? So yeah. it's like it, 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 this movie, I, all the questions I was ready, so ready to get answered. It they were answered and it's not that the answers were unsatisfying it's just like oh yeah of course she's just like she's just dealing with it you know she's kind of i wouldn't say moved on but you know like no i mean like, yeah
2: she's a functioning well, think, human being well when you experience a trauma that intense and a loss like you're just trying to get through the day and like even like several years later she's just in coping mode and so you know yeah if, uh, I would not have wanted some emotional scene of her I don't know. I, I'm i glad they didn't like lean too much into sentimentality with how they dealt uh, with her yeah, dealing I, with Judy Greer's death.
1: And I I don't because I don't think they needed it. If it was if no. it was the same night, probably would have been sure, like sure, okay sure. look yeah maybe we could have got especially when Lori was in such a different mental state. But she's in a way it seems like the death of her daughter is one of the huge driving forces that just moved her forward because, okay. So like, let's talk about those through lines with the other two movies, because this is the concluding chapter of a trilogy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh,
2: (laughs) Wrong franchise. I know. Right. Uh, Very (laughs) sister
1: franchise, but um, they, uh, because this movie, the first eighteen lori is like succumbed obsc- she is the roles of reversed she's obsessed with michael and, and right. like, because she's she's like he's gonna come back the trauma the trauma it just hits too hard and so she's kind of like the theme of that movie is kind of like uh, like running high hiding you know preparing for, to face your fear like you know what i mean like yeah she's there's, like lori she is
2: consumed with her obsession with being prepared for this man like you know yeah and yeah and, and, and to the and point I, where it shut down her life
1: yeah and they even have a line in 2018 towards the beginning where they're like isn't that like a little extreme like it's been 40 years and all he really did was like kill three people with a knife and like uh allison is like well she was almost fucking murdered but also like i think Michael Myers, has, his his human slash supernatural status has always been a big question mark. Pretty much this whole franchise, no matter which timeline you mm. choose. And with this one especially, that's one of those answers I really was expecting. And I'm like, are they finally going to say if he's like a human or not? And they <laughs> do, but also don't. Because I feel like he almost has like a little bit of a supernatural edge, if that makes right. sense.
2: But because then they also like, aren't afraid to be like, "This is a mortal man that right, can right die. So I'm like, "Okay, okay,"
0: and, and which so- is why
2: my, my only quibbles, and it's not even enough of a quibble for me to obviously dislike the film. But I was like, "Oh, okay," like it, it was a little, it it was a little all over the place with how it wanted to broach like that part of his persona, like in a That's way where I thought, "Okay," like so what are so what are we saying? Especially the right. stuff with Corey, it's like, mm-hmm. so is is he? Uh, you know what? What what is the deal? What is the, what deal,
1: is with the deal? Yeah, I what I is, is the deal it? with Michael? Um, and then kills. The theme, the theme of that movie is kind of like, um, I don't even know how to just boil it down. It's like, cause I mean, cause like regardless of execution, what that movie was going for is like. Uh, uh, go leaning too much into the into it, if that makes sense. Like, you
2: know, well, it's like like the second film. It's like they're so they're so wanting like blood and so wanting punishment. They want to be able to. They want the cause of all this trauma and violence to be punished, mm-hmm. and yes. it shows how even though they think they're doing the right thing, they're getting so consumed by the angers attached to this. That's actually, I'm going to say turning them into a villain, but like we clearly see with like the red herring uh, other patient that like broke out of the facility is like, well, you literally ended up like, making this man kill himself yeah so you're you've actually become
1: the execution say what you want about kills i find those sounds ridiculous as what just like most people do but still the themes they were going for what they were trying like they show what and this this is why i kind of like really like ends it almost retroactively makes me like 18 and kills more because Mm. in like five years down the line when people bring this trilogy up i'm gonna be like oh yeah halloween kills that's the one where like the town went nuts and there was like all the (laughs) shit at a hospital and like people were just going insane looking for michael myers and album ended up getting killed because of it
2: well that was one thing like i and you know i'm not saying i'm right and other people weren't you know correct for their opinions about it but a lot of people said like oh it's just so ridiculous it's so over the top and i was like i don't know maybe the, the mindset i was in but i thought that was the point i thought it was supposed to be borderline operatic like borderline soap opera-ish right because they're acting ridiculous like they are acting a fool yeah
1: there's there's a lot going on in in uh halloween kills and we'll we'll (laughs) we'll get to that podcast eventually but it i i see this movie ends halloween ends it's almost like this trilogy is like a triangle with Halloween kills in 18 down below. And then ends like right on top because it's just kind of overseeing those two. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like later, it's like the aftermath. It's like the, it's like the, the last result. Um, right. But yeah, so we, we uh, get, get some Ali- We find out Allison and Lori are living together, which I don't find to be unrealistic at all. I've seen no. a lot of people on the internet that are like, why wouldn't they move out of Haddonfield? And I'm like, but it's you got to think about it's their home, like their uh, home. they can't. Yeah, why should they have to run away? Like the whole thing is not running away from your trauma. Like if, I totally well, make and, sense to me that they would still be in Haddonfield. Like with well, this story in this storyline, I get it. It does not. I did not even question that for a second.
2: Well, especially at the end of Kills, Lori wants to kill Michael. Like I don't think she was going to be going anywhere. Like at, because at the end of Kills, like she is in you know she wants blood she, she wants to feel it's almost like she can that
1: feel man. it's almost like she can feel that he killed her daughter even th- like the original cut yes was like yeah, yeah. the breathing on the phone so obviously she knew but in the theatrical cut it's it does uh lori has no way of knowing that we don't see lori get but she has a sense a she has like a mother's sense she has like a, she's like yeah, something has like a something bad's happening yeah she has that like sixth sense to where of danger that something bad happened
2: Yes, I don't think she would leave town, and I think, especially Uh, after all of the loss that Allison just experienced and Lori experienced, I would see them wanting to stay as close to each other as they could.
1: Especially because in 18, that was, like, the whole thing. Is that, like, Judy Greer and... (laughs) Fucking, I what is Karen? <laughs> I'm like Karen. I, uh, My my brain goes Judy Greer, Violet.
2: Oh yeah, Karen's her name. <laughs> Fern uh, Mayo, so, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the it, Ray and Karen were like very not team laurie but Allison was. Okay. She was like, why don't we include her? Why don't we like try mm-hmm. and like you know and and had a little bit of a relationship So it t- totally makes sense. And I don't get why people are. Well, she lost both aspect. of her
2: parents. You know, let's and not that- forget that. Like of course of course she would want to go stay with her grandma because also she's probably also now paranoid that like they never did find michael so they probably are also in this slight like waiting stage of like is he gonna come back like are we actually left alone like i don't know it made sense and i think
1: i agree and i think this movie does a a pretty good job like showing that uh she's not really in the greatest mental state either which understandable she just she got her friend her boyfriend friends and parents all got murdered (laughs) basically in front of her when she was like 17 or 18 years old and now she's only she's still like early 20s and we see like through the scene where she like uh meets with that cop we see that she clearly made some questionable choices in dating and she maybe made some questionable just life choices in general which i mean who wouldn't after something traumatic like that you know
2: yeah because i've seen people say like oh it makes no sense that that guy would be her boyfriend i'm like i think that's the point you guys i think we're supposed to go oh allison what have you been doing you know exactly
1: yes like It's when so you're annoying. reeling
2: from that kind of experience, I don't think you're always going to be making the best decisions. Yeah. Uh, no, so who, to me, it made so, sense.
1: How how can you make good decisions when you're damaged like that in a, in the moment? You know, she, she needed some time to heal and it's still yeah. healing. Um, but so... Um, yeah so we, we see whether we kind of catch up with our, our two ladies here Lori she's doing she's got a new haircut you know <laughs> we, see, we see that she's not like the hag of Haddonfield anymore she's now like yeah. a functioning member of society again and she's like and that's kind of the overall theme about this movie is just like not necessarily letting go but not mm. letting your fear and obsession consume you she's like I'm gonna be a person like I know Michael's out there and one day he's probably gonna come back And I'll be ready for that day. But in the meantime, I'm going to just live my life.
2: Well, and I also get the feeling that because of how much Allison's been through, she's like, I need to be here for her. And me being miserable and holding on to all of this fear is going to do nothing. So I need to make a stable environment for her. So I think she's making a choice not only for herself, but also to have a stable front for Allison to live with like to live with her she's like i have to get my shit together
1: essentially which which also makes sense because and is very like narratively because in 2018 like the opening shot of that movie pretty much is laurie agreeing to meet with these three uh, these two podcasters because they offer her three grand which she then immediately gives to allison mm. so like it I, people are online that are like this relationship or this dynamic makes no sense i'm like you don't make any sense sorry sis but um <laughs> then we are greeted to the shittiest little fucking children in all of haddonfield which uh, apparently all the kids in this movie are just rotten spoiled little gross kids nuggets of human it's yes these kids are rim and mm, so four four high school kids which are kind of walking stereotypes if you think about it one of them is in a letterman evil jacket. band one kids. of them is in like a band outfit <laughs> yeah uh one of them looks like she just came from the set of stranger things like there's oh my god, god thank you <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but these these kids, shithead little kids are like harassing the fuck out of poor fucking cory over here uh, mm. which what do you do in this situation what do you as a grown man do when four 16 year olds are just bodying you like you can't really right. fight back you're gonna like go but to thank you for, for acknowledging
2: that these are teens and he's like i can't just sorry fighting with a bunch yeah, of get, teens because I am just thinking
1: swing on a child. Like,
2: I feel like I keep like, seeing people like, why wasn't he fighting back more? I'm like, because they are teens and he is four years older than them. Uh, and he is technically a young adult, so uh, yeah, that's not so, appropriate.
1: Yeah, he's like 20 because he was like, uh, he's probably 22, yeah, like 22, he's like, yeah, like he's, 22 like 20- maybe
2: 23
1: yeah so he's like I, if I was I'm five three if I was walking like out of a gas station and four 16 year olds that are most likely going to be taller than me just bodied me I, wh- I literally don't know like I've sat there and been like I don't know what I would do like uh, maybe well, clearly I don't know I'm not trying to go to jail over that
2: well clearly he already was like a timid person but then also he's probably hyper aware of his image so the last thing he wants to do is exhibit any sort of violent force because then it just Reinforces what he thinks yeah. people see I, him as, you know. I
1: think, uh, what what's the actor who plays Corey? It's it's Rowan something. Uh, I think he sells the hell out of this character. Like oh, I yeah. am into his performance, one hundred percent. I like he sells anxiety so well. He's like he's he's got a lot of like face acting that I really oh, appreciate. oh his face sold a lot to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he, I, I just. I am really on board with like all of the emotions he's feeling throughout this movie. Corey, Cory's a character just works for me and Rowan's performance definitely like adds. An, an Though I'll admit
2: the whole movie. I was like, is he entrancing me with his acting or do I just find his lips attractive? Like, I don't know. See, I, did.
1: <laughs> I did. I did think that for a while, but after, after <laughs> like rewatch two, one and a half, I was like, okay, okay. No, this guy's actually doing some <laughs> fucking work here uh, on camera. Um, but yeah these these little kids are just like taunt oh my god also one of these kids who has like a very he's talking a lot of shit for someone with eyebrows like that but anyway he walks up he every every time i watch this movie it kills me when he's like one of the kids is like wait a minute we know who you are and he just goes you did something
2: messy (laughs) oh my god i was like what is happening (laughs)
1: I was like, I had to like physically put my hand over my mouth in the theater. I was cackling. I could. I thought it was something so... messy. Oh, just imagine well, the first context all, of that. The
2: the whole, their whole vibe was so interesting because they're like seemingly band nerds. You have the one kid with like the very strange mullet. You have yes the girl who's a little less awful than everyone else, which I feel like was also like a very deliberate point of the narrative to be like, she's not necessarily as evil as her friend but she also allows yeah, her she, friends she to do evil things shit. so it's yeah, like she, does that make she her really nothing about it but so she's not do- exactly doing anything either so because huh, i there i the thing i was taking away so much from this movie was like sort of the idea of like generational evil and how like you know Oh, okay yes like kind of like old evil coming to its end and trying to like find its like heir apparent in the world and like i don't know That, that that was what i i've still been sort of marinating on in my head the most right
1: right yeah i i totally get what you're saying i get what you're saying um i i could i could get behind that
2: um but
1: yeah these these little shithead children are oh yeah the whole reason they're harassing him is because uh they wanted him to buy them beer <laughs> because they're obviously underage and uh, obviously cory was like no <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then they recognized him for being uh of course the town has uh lynched him as the the child killer you know it's, uh, it's a huge debate whether or not it was actually on purpose has he and that's a theme throughout this whole movie is cory evil from the start or like has he always been evil or did michael mm. give him the evil uh, i'm team michael gave him the evil what what about you
2: i i feel i'm somewhere in the middle like i i don't know if i think that michael like literally gave him his evil but right. i do think there's something to like when they have their first encounter in the mm-hmm. like the sewer and he looks into michael's eyes i think there's this thing about he's in such a fragile like psyche at that point the corey right, character so i think he sees where all of his anger and frustration could go and it's towards basically flipping the evil switch and i think he i think at that point he sees the world is like screwed him over and he just goes what do i really have to lose by this and just decides to give himself over to it I'm still not quite sure. I think
1: esque take on that. I like (laughs) a little
2: bit. You know, a little bit. Like I'm still not Um, sure. I'm not like. I'm like. Do I think that he was evil in his core, or do I think he was able to be manipulated by evil because he had been beaten down so much by the world? I'm not sure which one. I'm still honestly. I'm still processing it.
1: I I get you. Um. So yeah. Before before we get to the sewer, though, uh, Allison. Or sorry, not Allison. Lori comes to the rescue of Corey. We get some Lori ex machina uh, where she makes the kids fuck off. And it's uh, Lori's in a tough spot too because she's got her own reputation with Haddonfield. So these kids are just like, oh my god, look at these two fucking people together. Like, uh, what do they say? Like, uh, Freak Show and Psycho, I think, are the two? I can't remember. Something like that. And then, because after they leave, Lori's like, which one of us is the Freak Show or whatever?
2: Yeah. Yeah i love that Um, i love that yeah they have
1: they have a pretty human uh this movie is very human and grounded in my Mm. i think i like i especially compared to the last two i think like because even you were saying like how the last one was so over the top this one feels like very we're back on on we're back at sea
2: it feels more like a character study film like it it doesn't feel it feels more (laughs) like like a psychological thriller
1: I def okay. I definitely don't disagree with you, and I'm so sorry for this tangent I'm about to spew upon <laughs> you, but uh, it's it's specifically, especially the word character study. I think, and I think I've said before on this podcast how I think the early 2000s is just where the real garbage horror movies are. I mean, I mean, <laughs> there's there's some there's some a few a few, select few that are good, but I mean, that's that's where the tropes of like stupid stupid characters come from. I think for the most part, for the most part. I think mm. like that's where you get the really just mean spirited like racist and homophobic dialogue the most is in is in that era, and that's why I'm just like that that's the garbage era and so it's so it really it kind of it definitely didn't kill horror by any means, but it took like a nice shitty stain on horror, so <laughs> because the characters in those movies were just notorious for being stupid and like mean, so we're rooting for them to get killed when a movie like this or uh pearl or something comes along and it's about the characters people are like oh this is such a great character st-. okay maybe i shouldn't have compared this to pearl because pearl actually is kind of a character study like quite a character study but like movie like this comes along and people are like this kind of feels like a character study it's like it feels like that because we've gotten such shit that somebody actually like no they're just telling a fucking story like mm-hmm. you know
2: like well like the they so... actually care about the story
1: yeah, and that's that's what most movie fans are here for. And I, I don't know at what point in time movie studios in general just stopped deciding that was the like the money maker. But like, right. what, like people were like, oh, they just want people to die. It's like, no, we want to like get. It is. I always respect a filmmaker who gets me invested in a character and then mm-hmm. kills them and makes me feel for the death. Well, makes it more, makes it more interesting. So, yeah, it definitely. It makes it, it makes it so much more. Uh, there's yeah it's it's I like it and uh, it's just it's so funny that people are like this is a character study because I, like I agree but it's also like no it's just a story with good character
2: what's that <laughs> like, we even well have to say like characters? it's a character study film it's like well that's sh- ideally that should be any narrative and I actually it's so funny uh, you know on my podcast we covered a lot of horror movies for a while and I just started to see a pattern where it's like Every time a franchise would go back to a story that focused more on character development and making you care about the leads, it was always a better film. Even if it was, yes. like, a perfect movie, you'd go, like, well, yeah, we care more because we, we don't want them to get killed. So, like, and I think that's why that's I've just... never been into, like, Friday the 13th that much because it is sort of just, like, Same. a palooza, I... you know?
1: I realize a couple a couple years ago my friend was like i've never seen any of the my best friend was like i've never seen any of the horror movies you know i've got full full conversion mode and i think (laughs) at that point we had done all the all the freddies and maybe all the screams just because i couldn't resist uh so i think we had done all those that franchise and then we get to friday and we're like going through them and i'm like i'm just like not excited like he would he like you know this is like when we we're in high school so he'd like come over to spend the night at my house and he'd be like and he would be like are you ready to watch like friday seven and i'm like no no
2: not <laughs> like can we put it on when we're about to fall
1: asleep
2: <laughs> the uh, only friday movie i like are the ones that just fully lean into how silly it is and it's almost more like a same. Dark i'm like comedy. you almost
1: have to double at, double down
2: on it yeah like when they go like least, no no this is stupid we know this is stupid i'm like oh
1: okay i can get down with that because especially with horror you you pretty much have two routes you either go thematical and and elevated as the current <laughs> sped meadow would say of, of horror movies uh or you go fun over the top camp you know right like you kind of you kind of got to pick one of those lanes rarely do those two lanes converge uh but when it does <laughs> it's amazing um so but yeah anyway back to back to Halloween ends here uh we then move on we get we get some good conversation with uh Lori Lori introduces um Corey to Allison uh because he's injured and she's a nurse (laughs) um yep that's the only reason Whatsoever. The only reason. Yeah. Yeah. Only reason. Uh uh, so they get they have a nice good conversation there. We get a scene with Lindsay. Uh, we see that Lori and Lindsay are just hanging out. I love it. And and Allison. I also love that Lindsay's a tarot bitch. I, I don't know why it makes <laughs> sense. It it definitely makes sense. As soon as I saw her with us, oh partners, it makes like, sense. You know to what? Me. This is yep, I get it. This Especially like I remember right.
2: people like, since when is she into tarot? I'm like, just because we didn't see her reading, like doing a tarot reading in kills, doesn't mean that her character hadn't leaned into that. You know what I mean? So I, I I felt it made it made sense to me with my fantasy of Lindsay.
1: Right, right. And then there's this moment, this is the one moment in the movie that I'm kind of like mixed and a little more towards the negative side of mix. Mm. Lori has this like not even monologue it's only like three sentences but she like says something to Allison about how she should like have fun in life by like showing grief her tits or something and then she like smashes a pumpkin on the ground and does (laughs) double middle fingers it says like let's go and I (laughs) like it's not necessarily the scene and dialogue that gets me it's one of those moments where like I definitely don't think Jamie Lee Curtis is is acting bad by any means, but it's yeah. just so Jamie Lee Curtis, the person that it mm-hmm. takes me out for a second that I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is Jamie Lee Curtis, this isn't Laurie Strode. <laughs> like this seems a little like it's not that it's not Laurie Strode. It's just so so Jamie Lee Curtis that it, it takes me out for a second where I I, I kind of separate the actor from the character in my mind, mm. and and ideally I want to keep those things uh, separate and we're here blended them together a little bit Uh, yeah i
2: guess i took it as i mean i see what you're saying i guess i thought well it's funny because i feel like she's kind of doing like friendly grandma drag in the first part of this movie of like, now I've got my stuff together and I'm trying to make a pie, you know? And yes, I feel like that was okay. the first time you saw like her edge come out again. It was like, no, no, she's still that woman in the first movie. Yeah. Oh, she's no, and, just, and I'm sure you know.
1: that's definitely like what they were going for, I would say. Sure. And it's, it, it's just a me thing. I, I, I have no, I No, I definitely like, see
2: what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I,
1: I have moments like that where I just... I, I I'm watching a movie and I'm like that actor or that actress or whatever is like selling the hell out of it. They are not acting bad, no. but I still just see an actor putting on a performance. I don't. Well, buy and she's that so real character in the world,
2: right? Once well, like Jamie Lee Curtis is Laurie Strode, and so it can those lines mm-hmm. get really blurry yeah. where like exactly. I can't tell if this isn't the character or if she's so emerged with the character at this point i was like okay like, i don't know i definitely see what why, you're saying
1: yeah that's why i'm like mixed because i'm like it's not that i dislike it but i also don't love this scene it's just <laughs> it and it's that's what like it's so quick it's like five seconds it's not it's it's like 10 seconds of dialogue it's not like a movie breaking moment for me or anything it's just like one of those moments where i'm like huh weird but anyway <laughs> <laughs> Um and then Corey's over or Corey's having we cut to Corey having dinner and we get a, a peek into his life with his mom. Oh. And is this his father? The auto shop yeah. owner?
2: Yeah, it's him.
1: Yeah. Um I this mom, I she kind of got us because every single line of dialogue she had. Was followed by laughs in the theater because she's so funny and campy. She's probably the campiest <laughs> character in the movie, but then she ends up being super abusive. And so we were like, "Oh, oh yeah. we don't want to root oh, for yeah. you anymore." Now we feel bad.
2: <laughs> it was taking me. It was taking me to a very similar place of. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Uh, American Horror Story: Coven. I assume. Yes. Yes. That, right? No.
1: Absolutely. No. I exactly the same thing. Similar I exactly vibe. I was, but I was yes, like, "Oh, yes. that mom's
2: abusing that boy. I just know yep. it. I just know it." So again, I, he seems very withdrawn. And, like, mm-hmm. he's already dealing with something in himself when we meet the character. And so oh, yeah. as soon as that mom was all crazy, I was like, oh, this is making me feel weird. I've, so... I've
1: heard a lot of people say that. And I feel feel bad that I didn't pick up on that. Because I truly did not even realize until she, like, literally, like, slapped him. I was like, oh. Well, I wasn't oh. sure if I was going to go there. I was like,
2: am I just yeah. imagining things? Am I, am I preparing right. for
1: the worst? yeah i i but yeah everything she says the theater is laughing she's she does have some pretty funny lines
2: Um, i mean and she's she's selling it she's selling selling the bad mom the bad mom the drama it's
1: like it's she like is touching the line of too much with her with like her pinky like she's just underneath it to where it would like break it for me she's like just in the realm of still being realistic well and
2: it's fascinating what she does because she's you know she's ridiculous like we're never like wow i love the mom you know like we're always like oh god but for a second you're almost like oh maybe she's just really intense because she's so protective of him like i guess maybe that's it that's that's
1: actually kind of what i was thinking that's that's where my mind went i guess i just wanted to see the good in it but yeah no total and then maybe that's why i didn't pick up on the abuse signs first because yeah that was kind of where my mind went i was like is she just like a helicopter parent like what is the deal here
2: yeah like at first i was like is she just being hyper protective because of how bad the town has treated him and because of everything he's been through so first was like well maybe she's not that bad and then um, yeah yeah
1: um, um so from there we see Corey is a mechanic which is also i'm pretty sure in the beginning when he was uh talking to the parents at the that he was babysitting for he said like something about like uh, he's about to go off to college whereas we yeah. see the the i mean i probably wouldn't do it either can't definitely not blame him but the the trauma and impact of his life he's clearly never left uh so he is a mechanic with his father i think uh at the little junkyard and he's fixing up a motorcycle and he's showing allison how to use it and this is this is cute this is a cute scene i was i was like Mwah. <laughs> you know because she's like he's like trying to be super technical and he's like showing her all these like how the bike works and everything and she just does not give a fuck she's just there for him it's cute it's like would you please can you get with that? yeah friend? she's even then like later she's even like i don't give a fuck about the throttle or whatever i'm here for you <laughs> i'm like you get it girl like get, get to the point i love it it's cute um in, in a very similar energy it's immediately following that is a little bit of romance in the air with Lori and Hawkins who's somehow is alive I still can't get over this this franchise has a vendetta against the kill count like dead meets the kill count because they just <laughs> keep bringing back very clearly dead people and Hawkins is one of them and then Sandra comes back in a, in a minute here
2: oh uh, told me sandra I was like whoa she's alive i was i was
1: like- i was a little <sighs> shook but at the same time I was like whatever let's let's go with it because I think they didn't just do it to do it it makes sense because that scene and we never
2: like, see her die in, in in their defense the last yeah, time we, we see do. her in kills she she's, is like watching her husband get killed but we never see him kill her
1: it shows it shows that she's still breathing too like you can see her yeah. moving her chest moving um yeah frank and uh is his name frank his first name's frank right
2: frank, yeah oh yeah I was gonna say. my, my only thing was the frank, frank the frank and lawyer plot line the only like another one the only things i was kind of like mm. I don't love this. Really, I... tell me
1: about it. Tell me about why.
2: Well, no, it's just like I felt like with what they showed us in Kills, I felt like they had already laid the groundwork for like they're gonna date. Like, like I actually thought the movie was gonna start and they were already going to be a full fledged couple because yeah, like they're like they're hardcore point, flirting like... in Kills and like it seems like they make it very clear to each other like I'm attracted to you. Yeah, I've always been attracted to you too, and it seems like they were going to help each other heal from that experience so mm-hmm. it felt a little awkward to me they were still in this like I mean granted you know they're old and set in their ways like maybe it, you know I'm right. giving them too much credit I, but no
1: I see what you mean and and that's something I guess I never really thought about too is like why wh- what have they been doing how has their relationship been the past four years four years um, but it uh, like we also don't really know when Lori got okay again, you know, True. like maybe Lori's only been like this for the past year, and I can in my head canon, I could, I could maybe see a scenario where like they did try and date, and then it was like we're not ready. We
2: have to, we have when to. When again, they're old, they're set in mean, their like ways. Her daughter like
1: daughter just got killed, you know, right. like you know she had, who knows? Yeah, and like you said, oh they're yeah, old and set in her ways.
2: But also, it I certainly wasn't, scene, like, it wasn't like it wasn't like a logic heard. killer for me. It was just more. I was like, oh really? They're not, they're not together. Yet? <laughs> I was just like, I get oh, all you. right, I get you.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I I like that the scene though kind of serves to show a, a childlike side of Laurie, you know? Because in mm-hmm. my head, I was like, they're they're flirting like fucking high schoolers, and then I'm I like you think about that more, and it's like, well, her childhood, not not childhood necessarily, but like young adulthood mm-hmm. was kind of stolen for her from oh, her yeah. in a way because she. Got consumed by the obsession with michael and and had to deal with the trauma that she went through in seven- in seventy eight and everything uh so she didn't really she maybe didn't really have this like romantic state like she she's sweet on frank Hawkins like she is right. like she was with ben Tramer
2: you know and yeah, and I think she's still emotionally almost like a seventeen year old like she's still Yeah, in
1: a way for sure for because sure. she and, um, and clearly didn't
2: make it good decisions with men after the, yeah, they of the first she was, movie she said they were
1: she was twice divorced so yeah. and yeah so uh, clearly uh she though so she might even she just be afraid to left.
2: like open herself up to that again you know so yeah. i i'm willing to accept it
1: yeah i get you i get you um and then then we get to the the sandra reveal where this uh this what Lori leaves the grocery store and this woman is just like yelling at her like hey what'd you buy at the store i was confused as fuck i was like what the hell is happening what's going right on right now <laughs> like especially, <laughs> especially now living in la i'm just like is this is this literally just a crazy person <laughs> like what is maybe, maybe. happening in a way, <laughs> what yes. Is going on. But then but then she reveals that it uh she is the sister of Sa- uh Sandra Sandra because uh she lived and now can't speak and I think
2: is paralyzed. She definitely was in a wheelchair for sure. Yeah, she
1: was in a, yeah, she's in a wheelchair. Uh and and so like and she just got this like horrible look on her face. It's just like very sad. It's 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 definitely a tragic like scene but at the same time this woman is projecting her anger onto lori oh, yeah. which is a huge theme of this movie is like you know projecting the anger and in just this whole trilogy in general yeah. you know uh and and this is the first of i think like three different times that somebody like verbally harasses lori because of what she's been through uh and i notice i think it's funny that every time they have like a different interpretation of what went down. Like this mm-hmm. woman is like, you provoked and tempted that man when you should have like known your place and, or stayed away right. from it or whatever, you know? But then like later the DJ is like, Oh yeah, she like, uh, she like went crazy and did all this or something. You know what I mean? Like everyone has like a little bit of a different story for Lori. mean.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Which I mean also that's like small town I'm from a small yes, town myself same. Oh, And yeah, that to me same. is like I, people it, totally. just It's like the telephone game Of like everyone hears a different version Of what happened like a different Account of exactly What the situation was and so to me That's like oh yeah like she just She's probably heard something else She, but she needs someone to be mad at And of course like her sister was like maimed So she's like who can I Be the most mad at well Michael Myers Has disappeared but you're here And so i'm gonna blame you i'm gonna i'm gonna mad this this old lady um unfortunately poor and it's like she's already traumatized and now it's just people going it's your fault it's literally your fault
1: yeah literally michael michael's gone all these people i mean these it's like this is the aftermath people all the people that died and kills have family there's repercussions and now there's no one to blame for it so they because it's it's a very unique situation it's not like they can blame. The government, they they blame right. the law or blame you know like Michael. There was no justice, and so they have no one to blame. So they just project it all on Lori.
2: Well, and you know, I wonder how many people told a different story of why Michael was even at her house. Like, I wonder, you know, I I wonder what version of that night that woman even heard. You know,
1: exactly. And we this that fits uh 18 i this re- wow it's really like you talking is like, opening my eyes to how much this really calls back to 18 because um in in 2018 they have the line with that kid who's like wasn't it her brother who like did all that and then Alex yeah. like, nah, that's just a bit some people made up because they wanted to feel better about themselves or something which like right yes obviously that's to like establish the the previous canon is not canon anymore yes but like <laughs> and, in ready. a narrative in a narrative sense like in but in it is world, also
2: like no they needed some way to make it not as bad like oh well, um that was her brother so well yeah like, and like it. you
1: said it's it's that small town rumor mentality of like mm-hmm. wasn't it her brother like how, where did that fucking rumor circulate you know so mm-hmm. like who knows what these people know like none of these people know the truth you know like may, some of the people that were there were i guess but also the people that were there are now dead so <laughs> <laughs> Um then we go to a big old party at a bar. Uh allison invited Cory out for a for a good night of fun. And fucking Lindsay's the bartender doing tarot again. <laughs> my girl. Love it. And she looks punk rock as fuck. I love oh, I was it like, I, I know a lot of people are angry that Lindsay doesn't have a bigger role in this movie, but like to be like People just want Kyle Richards. Did Lindsay ever? Lindsay was the kid who got babysat in the first movie.
2: And Jerry and had then such N-18. a great sequence in kills that, like, I yeah. feel like she
1: did. They really did her justice in kills. She lived, bitch. Like, she she's got a great. The, she is one of my
2: favorite k- scenes in kills. Honestly. She's one of the
1: only people to survive an encounter with Michael Myers.
2: I remember seeing that in theaters, and you could like, you could like hear a pin drop like during that scene. People were just yeah, like, it was it's intense.
1: intense. It's and intense. I'm like.
2: I don't think we needed to see and also I think it goes back to, that's not what this kind of movie is. It's not another thing that's gonna be a kill fest where Michael's like killing everyone in yeah, it's I'm, not the film the thing, they were making. I'm, a,
1: I'm okay. A lot of people are like, I wanted more more carnage, it's a slasher movie, and I, I get it, but at the same time, this is this is the end, you know. We're wrapping up no. storylines. If we're spending all this time killing people, that means we're not close. We're we're closing too many. You know what I mean? Like we got. Oh, yeah, I
2: didn't need Lindsay to die. I was good. Same. I'm like, if she's still like just like working at the bar and has a couple of scenes, that's fine by me. Like I don't I don't need more than that. Right,
1: right. Um. So yeah, we. I agree. Like we didn't, I'm happy with how Lindsay was utilized. It's because it's a little bit more than a cameo, but it's not so much that I'm like constantly worrying about her because it's not, it's not her story. She's, she's a part of it for sure. It's not her story. And she's
2: there as like a nostalgic, like, isn't it cool that she came back to play the part again? But like I didn't need her to have, like, a supporting role in the film. You know what I mean? Like, right, I, I didn't right. need that I, think, I like, think a
1: lot of people in the in the build-up were, just because of the fact that Kyle Richards was coming back for another Halloween right. movie, they were like, oh, my God, she's, like, a big player now. But it's like... Well, yeah, I, think I think because she, she
2: surprised a lot of people with kills, like, even, sure. like, some bad reviews I read would still be like, but Kyle Richards is actually surprisingly, you know, yeah, well-utilized here. No. So I think people mm-hmm. wondered if they were going to, like, like bump up her part because of her doing well in kills, but I think this was enough. That was good.
1: Agree. I'm I'm a fan. Um. So we we do have a little fun little dance scene. Uh. Corey and Allison are like getting down, having a good time. Then they kind of have a <sighs> moment where they like
2: split up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that noise. I just, I loved. Well, I loved that scene. It was very like, for a moment, you see like what could what could be if the world could just leave them both alone for a while yeah, and they could actually yeah. like connect and feel like that's actually, that's actually a sign or a scene that I cite as, I don't know if I believe that Corey is like at his core, pure evil. Like I see a good soul in there. That's just trying to move on and, yeah, and live no- his life. And the world keeps bashing him down every time he tries to do that.
1: And that's, that's why I'm kind of like more in the team that like Michael kind of gave him the evil edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as I can see that. The, he was all it was always there. Cause I'm like, I don't really mm. see any evidence that it was always within him. You know, he seemed, right. he seemed like a pretty, pretty good dude. Also, uh, I think, I think our good friend, Ryan, Ryan C. Showers of Scream with Ryan C. Showers pointed out that his weird little like worm dance on the floor (laughs) in this club is framed and positioned in the same way he dies uh so that's pretty Uh, cool I, i didn't i didn't notice that and uh but that's pretty cool um and a nice little stylistic choice uh but they Corey and allison have a moment where they get split up or like she kind of wanders off and does her own thing or whatever it is and cory runs into none other oh than the mother of the incident with jeremy allen <laughs> <laughs> um uh in who shockingly is dressed the same question mark that's interesting
2: um it's yeah, a similar runs- vibe I was just did the same costume forever yeah i could
1: i mean who knows maybe it's a way of like reliving i could see that you know <laughs> but either way she, and she runs in, or Corey runs into her and obviously that does not go over well <sighs> uh she she blames him and makes a pretty big spectacle i mean he did it's tough because like he did kill her son of course she's gonna be fucking angry but also she's introducing this element where she's like yelling and she's like i i know it wasn't an accident and it's like she, i mean is she saying that and it's one of those things like oh is she trying to set the seed that Corey is always evil or is she just mad because her son died from a freak accident and she just she wants she wants someone to bl- blame like he it was at his hands so she, of course she's gonna be like yeah he's a he murdered my son right So it's a, and seeing it's him
2: deep. living when her kid's dead like you know seeing him True, out living his yes, life. yes and yes. when you're a parent and you lose your child you don't want to see the person that whether it was an accident or not you don't want to see them okay when yeah you, their child died it's like i'm not obviously and and uh, he's uh he, you behavior. know
1: he's he's like a cis guy so he's like uh so she's she's like probably like that could have been my son all grown mm-hmm. up and having fun you know so yeah it it makes definitely it's, it's a tough one it's not and i like a good scene that makes you question it shouldn't it doesn't need to be so like black and white like yes this mm-hmm. person is in the right this person's in the wrong like I like some more it's ambiguity. more interesting
2: it's more human it's
1: more, it's more fun to think about it's more human absolutely it's com- I love a good complex character um and then so Corey Cory steams on out of there and Allison catches wind of what's going on and follows him out they have a little scene in the like parking lot alley kind of thing um and uh uh then the shithead children returned for some more harassment
2: <laughs> because of course. Oh yeah. Love those kids. Um I'm like of course they, these kids.
1: Yeah, and they fully fucking throw him off a bridge. Like what
2: the hell? Yeah, I'm like definitely like, wow, like this is not this is not yeah. great.
1: It it was not great and they like I, I think we as an audience clearly knew that Corey wasn't dead from this but uh, these kids don't and they fully think they killed somebody and they just kind of move on like the the only one that's even remotely shook up by it is like you kill the guy man and then, the one
2: friend who's like oh guys don't be so mean you know it's oh, like, and girl. also
1: I also think it's like a little funny but also quite like uh human and, and uh, realistic the way that like th- the only way Corey finds to fight back is just being like you're like this because your father fucking hates you
2: I was like oh shit
1: like, it, it was very like John Mulaney being like oh that's the thing I'm sensitive about <laughs> you know what I mean like, think, like he just went for the core but also it's I like, like oh, yeah man. I mean he's not is he wrong is he wrong no <laughs> um so yeah they fully fucking throw him off a bridge and just move
2: on but i mean actually that's even interesting like that this guy is like this awful bully and it's like yeah. is this all connected it's I, I i like the way the film deals with you know trying to empathize people's behaviors and you know getting to the core of a character i don't know interesting. yeah rather I, than like I, you know it, horror it movies have like you're saying about like generational trauma well and like i don't like horror movies that have just like a straight up bully that is just a one-dimensional bully where there's not even any hint at why they are the way they are so i like that they try to put some colors there i don't know
1: because it doesn't feel like a human it feels like a a caricature rather than a character Mm -hmm. um and then so now we're at like the 40 minute mark and we get the scene this is like what i would say is the turning point of the movie when i was watching this movie the first time i didn't like quite realize the gravity of it but now ever like following the online discourse apparently this is the moment where people straight up they either like this is the walk out of the theater moment this is the close the laptop (laughs) moment this is the moment where people were like either fully buckled in ready to go or out the door they're like i'm done uh Mm -hmm. so corey obviously having lived after being thrown off the bridge because it wasn't like that high of a bridge like it, it it definitely hurt but he wasn't like it was it didn't seem like it was a fatal uh landing uh he goes into the like sewers and encounters none other than the man of the movie the shape himself michael myers
2: <laughs> there he is <laughs> There
1: he is. Uh, you almost, you almost kind of forgot you were watching a Halloween movie there for a second because there isn't any Michael Myers. It, it, it doesn't bother me because, no. I, and I also never got taken out of it because Laurie has so much to do in this first act uh, that mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, Michael will come, we'll get there. Like I know he's going to show up eventually. I'm not worried about it. Like you know, like I knew he was going to come in eventually. I, I didn't need him like right off the bat. Right. So we find out that he oh go, were you going to say something go ahead well i
2: was going to say like i still like we, we still feel his presence in I agree, the film yeah. so to me like i didn't yeah. need to like see him from yeah, like, the I jump did, you know
1: you know yeah agree like the, the 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 uh the trauma and carnage he's caused is is so prevalent and thrown like thrown in thrown at you throughout this film mm-hmm. that you i never forgot it was a halloween movie i never forgot like my, i knew michael myers was there yeah like you said his presence is felt yeah good good way of putting it um but yeah he's he's been like kind of living in the sewers for the past four years and he's like behind a crevice like <laughs> and uh he, he gets a hold of cory and just chokes he's choking choking the shit out of him and i'm sure Corey is like <laughs> shitting his pants because obviously he knows who michael myers is and uh like he, he comes face to face with evil incarnate and this is yeah this is where my theory kind of sentiments of, of Corey being the new Michael Myers. Like I, I don't literally like, and you know, I haven't said it yet, but I feel like this one, this movie Halloween ends mm. is more of a requel than 2018 was like this movie really hits so many beats that the first one did. And this mm. one feels so past the torchy to me. And in, in the sense of like Michael to Corey. And so I feel like oh, this yeah, is yeah. literally the evil soulless torch being, passed on here uh because he, it's just this yep. extended scene and and uh, uh of of him choking michael choking Corey and cory we kind of get like a uh flashback of all the all the previous kills that have happened right like he, he is, is, we see like a, a quick montage of everything um i'm like pretty sure that's what
2: that's but it, i here. i'll be honest I've, I've still only seen it the one time no that's okay um, it's it's in my it's in my head though
1: i'm like pretty sure that's that's what he sees i'm like trying to put yeah 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 we see we see all the all the trauma oh oh the, of him killing the kid that's what it was yeah, yeah. And everything everything that cory's been through not michael's michael's trauma that comes later Sorry. right right
2: right and, and, and well, it's like
1: i see why this movie is conflicting for people because it's the final chapter of a trilogy and that's that's also why i think they dedicate like they like half this movie is laurie's story the end of laurie's story and basically the beginning of Corey's story and so Mm -hmm. we we spend like literally the first half of the movie with him pretty much and and like i said he works as a character for me i'm on board because i feel like if he was in this movie less people would have been like Well, who the fuck is this guy? Why do I care about him? This movie gives you like literally forty-five minutes, fifty minutes to care about him. So I I Mm. appreciate the development of character like that. And then there's also the argument: Well, why is he even a character at all? But it's and and I I think it's part of a bigger picture. Uh, And even in like I said, even if the films don't get made
2: Mm. in
1: universe, I think it's part of a bigger picture of like the evil changing shape.
2: Yeah, like I what i find interesting is with this film i i don't think it's an accident that Corey runs into michael Mm -hmm. at like his literal lowest moment like at the point where his psyche can be broken and i think when michael gets his hands on him he can sense the pain and the like anger in him and i think because to me because people have said oh michael seems like the weakest he's ever seemed and i don't think that's an accident i think I think Michael, in his whatever you want to call him, mortal, not mortal, he is fading. Like he is fading, slowly fading from this earth. He's been essentially living in this, you know, freaking, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Sewer, that's the word. Yeah, he's out, like, (laughs) you know, bombering it in the sewer. (laughs) Bombering -bombering -bombering it. it. And I think he sees this kid as a potential continuation of his legacy in a weird way. Like, can I continue? my evil on this earth through this kid right, and right. i find I mean, that i'd find that fascinating
1: when one supreme fades <laughs> sorry, new one okay. rises, you know you know uh, or when one a new one rises the old one fades so uh, like, uh, hello and it well and and it makes sense to me, too, because Mike, uh Laurie has that line in, in kills where she's like, the more he kills, the more he transcends. And we and we kind of see that throughout the movie. Like he's getting real with every kill. He just get, he almost seems to get more powerful. And in, well, in yeah. he he hasn't killed anyone in four years. But at the same time, it's conflicting because it's like by choice, question mark. Is it because he's old? Is it because of right. the physical damage he's endured? Like is he a mortal man that can develop trauma is he just you know taking a taking a hiatus to right. to, to cope you know like there's a lot it, there's a lot of question marks that they let you answer
2: well and like you know like you've already said like the whole thing you know evil doesn't go away it just changes form i think that's that to me is one of the biggest points of the film is definitely people feel like oh good michael's gone maybe maybe this is over and it's like no, it'll just manifest itself in something else. It's, it's the town is like without meaning to kind of creating another Michael Myers and they're repeating history. Yeah. And I oh, think absolutely. the interesting history, thing in the yes. film is like, how do you stop this from just happening all over again? Which is right. why I think Lori then later, not to jump ahead, but like feels like she needs to make sure this does not continue by that's why she's being so aggressive with the Corey character because she can she can see the writing on the wall.
1: I uh, yeah yeah I agree and uh, um, uh, then Corey in a very rare extremely rare instance lives so, uh, Cor- Michael lets him go and he runs out of the sewer uh, into a homeless man who like kind of harasses him and so he has right. no choice but to use that little like pocket knife thing he has on him to stab him. And so Corey, yet again, for the second time in his life, has killed somebody. This time, not necessarily murder, but I, I mean, yeah, murder, but, like, self-defense murder.
2: I was say it was, yeah, leaning more towards self-defense slash accidental. Like, you know, he was just being yeah. a react, he was reacting in the moment.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and like, this dude is, like, all on him, and, like, he's, like, telling him, like, no, you're going back in the sewers. And so, like, yeah, he kind of needs to get the fuck out of that situation. Um. when the second michael lets him
2: go you're like okay so this is this is like you said literally the pivot of the film where it's like Mm -hmm. okay michael would have if he was just a dispensable character michael would have just killed him i am Uh, not
1: gonna lie the first time i watched this movie i like i said i'm such a movies bitch that i'm not trying to put pieces together as i'm watching i am just eyes open for the ride i'll interpret later mm. And so I I deadass thought he was stuck in the wall. I was like, "Is he just been
0: stuck in this fucking wall oh, yeah. for four years?
1: And he can't get out. And that's why he like choked him through the crevice. Because he's like, like hey. stuck in there. I mean, like, obviously I quickly realized. Help me real out. Hung, but it, for like, there was a good like 20 minutes where I was like, he's just stuck in the fucking sewer wall.
2: <laughs> you know, he can't, he's, he he's fallen and he can't get out.
1: <laughs> pretty much okay. somebody life alert mikey over there exactly um but yeah then Corey goes home takes a shower uh he's he's, he's a man. You know. uh the mom is like yelling at him and she's like i need to talk to you what are you doing like open the door uh all that good jazz you know generally just not being great um, like let this man have some privacy, you know, like, obviously she doesn't know that he just killed somebody and encountered Michael Myers, but like, still like, he clearly was like shaken up. Let him have a second. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but then we, then we go to Allison in the office, the nurse's office. And, uh, we've already kind of seen too, there's a lot to talk about with this movie. So there's a couple of things we've glanced over, but we've, we've seen, uh, that she's not treated the best by her old white males uh uh, superior boss doctor dude uh like crap and there's a diff another character whose name i think i forget i think it might be debbie uh or deb i don't even know but i can't remember uh she's beautiful the redhead lady but yeah the redhead she's like your typical annoying coworker lady who's like sleeping with the boss for the promotion. I mean, like literally not even like a stereotype, like uh, an assumption. Like it's explicitly shown that's who she is. Just explicitly, yeah. Um, yeah, so she, they're having typical workplace banter and Allison's upset because she didn't get the promotion that she thinks she deserves, which probably does deserve, but uh, it was given to this other woman who slept her way to the top it's sad like i like i want to be empowering but it's like they're doctors girl like you know like (laughs) like she she qualified (laughs) um yeah um yeah then we see uh also like we know Lori's writing like a memoir book thing (laughs) yes she is uh very very sydney prescott out of darkness love it um yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's cute uh it makes sense i can see it for the character seems, seems and people like pretty... would buy
2: it people would buy it
1: Ho- hollywood has convinced me that the best way to deal with your trauma at, that you live
2: through at old age is to simply just write about it <laughs> well, hey you it. know if you're gonna live with this trauma you might as well um get some Let it out rough, on right, paper you know?
1: yeah exactly uh so then cory appears we do like a, and this is why this is one of those reasons i say this one is more of a requel than anything because uh there's that shot of laurie looking out the window into the edges, uh, yeah. and cory's there uh not michael and then she goes down uh outside and to uh, like go talk to him or whatever and he like kind of jump scares her for some reason um <clears throat> excuse me uh And this is where you, like, you can see it in Lori's face. Like, she's she's startled, but she's not scared because she's startled. She's scared because she can, like, see it in his eyes Mm -hmm. that, like, something has changed. And I think she even has a line about it later. She's, like, one of the only other people still alive at least that have looked into michael myers's eyes she she she's like the only other person to know what that's like and she where she kind of her the evil that michael gave to her was manifested in in a more like obsessive compulsive way i guess him she's like like and she i like she obviously starts wondering oh my god has he like seen Michael Myers or something but she like she know I think she knows from the instant deep down inside she knows from the instant that Michael Myers is involved somehow Like just she just knows oh yeah you know or she and senses... like it, it shows
2: uh, or I think she senses yeah something's off but also just senses there's been a like a shift in him yeah that whether it is Michael or my answer of Michael I don't know but I think she can feel that this is not the same guy that she had just seen like the day before or a couple days before. How, that was my only thing. Another thing in this film, the, the timeline slightly confused me because when it first started, I'm like, oh, it's Halloween. And then like there's a party. And I'm like, wait, so what day is that? And that's, like Halloween day. I was like, oh, now it's Halloween. Like I was a little, it was a little all over the place. Yeah. When does I Halloween guess, end?
1: No, and you're right. When does Halloween it's start? Like, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, When I think it already happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. It did already happen when Corey and Allison were fighting outside the party, the bar, or whatever. Allison had a line where she was like, "When I met you the other day," <laughs> and it was, right? It, it got it got some laughs in the theater <laughs> because it is kind of comical that they're having this like very intimate fight and she's like when i met you the other day and the way she delivers it there is like a teeny little pause there (laughs) (laughs) where she's like when i met you the other day and then she like pauses says the next line (laughs) um but then he Corey, takes allison to the spot where the accident happened where the where some may say the evil was born you know Uh, Mm. which is a lot of people are on the internet have said this is a red flag and honestly i mean i get i get it but that did not dawn on me while i was watching this movie at all people were like that's a little rambunctious of him to bring and like lay down in the spot where the stained wood blood is (laughs) and i'm over here i was like geez
2: wow yeah and
1: i'm over here like he's living um (laughs) uh but yeah then we we get some more stuff with the mom uh laurie goes over there to talk to her and the mom is just being wild and she's like you know jared ever since the incident uh no one treats him the same and the town could have helped him heal but instead they uh vilify him
2: and blames her as like and you it's your yeah. fault
1: Yeah, she's yet another character who blames Lori and has like a slightly different interpretation of how of the events. Um and then we have a little things start picking up from here. Corey and uh Allison are on a date, and then the douchebag ex-boyfriend cop shows up and is very poor at taking social cues. Uh and they kind of they they have a pretty rough moment where uh and i i mean i think Corey's just right he stands up for himself you know this dude is being like an asshole he's like all over her typical like misogynist toxic masculinity ish behavior that's just nonsense so well i like uh, the film slowly
2: unfurls his evil like it it starts like little things like well he killed that that homeless man but he technically was being attacked and it's like well, yeah. he gets violent with this the cop. But he's technically defending himself. Like so, at first you are like, "Is he going to turn evil?" Is it like you're not quite sure how yeah. far and we're going to go?
1: Yeah, exactly. So they 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 lay the groundwork. They they really develop Corey's character, I, I think. And 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 I I understand a lot of people are angry because they feel like it led to nothing with him dying but i i feel like it served enough of a thematic purpose in this movie and i still am like 100 percent convinced that like regardless like i said regardless if the movies get made that like he's he's somehow the new evil i mean it makes so much sense his name is cool well, and actually AM. he's he has a personal tie to allison like whereas like lori and michael had that like one-on-one intimate relationship now they do because they were like in love with each other blah,
2: blah, blah. Mm-hmm. for a day <laughs> well it's because uh, i think what's fascinating with him is that he is so connected to allison and his mm-hmm. kills come from a different place than michael's kills even came Absolutely. from it's almost yeah. like kills to either like defend allison or to like take away people that are going it's a after little bit of a allison. different
1: obsession yeah yeah um but yeah, so then uh, Al- he dro- Corey drops Allison off. They kiss. It's cute. And then we go to nighttime where Corey, uh, we see that the cop, after he drops Allison off, the cop follows him home uh, to assumedly you know, start beef. And uh, Corey leads him to the sewer where Michael Myers is. And uh, this scene this is a moment <laughs> uh, this is a moment in the movie that happens for sure Michael basically Michael and Corey just tag team the fuck out of this dude which also fun fun little callback that this is this is Don Mulaney the father of the shithead little children from the last movie who were like you don't <laughs> fuck with the Mulaneys." of course that's who this fucking is uh, oh my god so that, that was a cute callback I, I almost wish they only left I the one. Until you dialogue. just said that,
2: I did not. Uh,
1: oh yeah, they they it. they do it twice because he when he's in the restaurant, someone is like, "Hey, Mulaney, like come over here" or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's I'm like that's cute. But then when he's in like right now, when he's like first traveling through the sewer and like still kind of ch- following yeah. after Corey, he's like, "You don't fuck with Don Mulaney," and I was like, "Oh, we didn't need that. That was too much." you oh could have God. just left it at the first you could have just left it tongue-in-cheek that was a little too much but apparently where it works I mean, that's just the obsessive fan in me who's like seen the movie each movie like a <laughs> ton of times um but yeah so they just tag-teamed the fuck out of Don Mulaney over here uh and, and it's like a uh, this scene is so hot to me it turned me on (laughs) so much i i was like i like started laughing a little bit in the theater because i was like i am something about Corey's face as he's watching and, and you just see michael doing like a thrusting motion and there's also like a lot of man-on-man action here like Cory like don the little homoerotic like in, for sure it's a little homoerotic Don is like in Corey's lap as michael is stabbing him in the chest like there's a lot of like up and down skin to skin god it's hot it's <laughs> <laughs> this scene is a moment um but uh narratively it's also a moment because michael's kind of powering himself back up here and and cory's like show me how to do it which some people find cringy apparently it doesn't really bother me that much but i at the same time i i suppose i see how people
2: find that i was fine too. with it
1: yeah i didn't so I, I think didn't it also
2: fine. it shows that like cory's natural state was not to be violent like he, this is not yeah. his natural state
1: I, I think people are interpreting it as like, oh, show me how to stab someone, but he's like, it's more I am reading this as show me how to like effectively kill and just be like a machine. Right. Not like how to not show me <laughs> how to use how,
2: how do you stab someone?
1: Yeah. Um, so then Corey goes back to Allison, they bang, and uh Lori is being observed in the distance by Michael who uh interesting is doesn't attack her. He's just he's just in the shadows observing, waiting for yeah. his moment, I suppose, still still powering up. Uh because then we go to the office again where uh for a second the redhead friend not friend but like coworker they have a small scene uh in the doctor it's just pretty much uh uh, pretty pretty much just like a little bit of dialogue keep keep things going um, we're in the bar we see Lori really starts to have suspicions of of uh, some some real evil in Corey mm. uh, and she the dad of the kid who died is at the bar and he basically confirms the theory that he he looked into his eyes and was like that's not like I've made peace with the accident. I know right. that it was an accident, but the kid I saw on the side of the street the other day, not, nope, evil. Yeah. Uh, so then we get, so we finally get into the, the final act here with some, uh, this kicks it off with some pretty cool kill scenes. Uh, it's it's the redheaded nurse and the doctor. Of course, the <laughs> sure. shitty the shitty characters got to go. So Corey has taken it upon himself to find his own little mask. It's like a clown mask. It's like whatever. I'm not I'm not focused on Corey's mask, but uh, he he like kills the doctor off screen, which is pretty cool. I like it because you know normally I don't like an off screen kill, but I like it because uh, the shock value of the nurse just like finding him there oh yeah um so he like and it's and she dies in such a cool way you know she like runs inside the house but michael's waiting for her and like fucking like just throws her against the wall uh, very and obviously homaging how he killed um oh my god i'm blanking on her name in the first movie uh is it annie no annie's the one is the other friend i forget what the other friend's name is but omaging linda I think it's Linda. Let's go with Linda for the sake of the narrative. Uh, Linda. Yeah. Listen, listen, Linda. That's what we're going with. We're we're speeding along here. It's listen, we all we love it. We it's clearly a nice little homage. Well, what was the boyfriend's name? Respects. Ted?
2: Was that his name?
1: Something like that. Who knows? Know. Bob. No, like, it was Bob. I think, really do think it was Bob and Linda. Um but yeah. Bob, and then, oh,
2: Bob, 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 Bob. Yeah.
1: Bob. Uh, same same deal uh cory takes allison to the the dj the radio place uh, to the roof to like hang out they have a really shitty encounter with the dj host he like Ugh. harasses her on behalf of lori it sucks ass more shitty people have had in field um
2: really i'm like <laughs> guys
1: get out of town Continued by even more shitty people of Haddonfield because uh, then we see how truly, truly awful and abusive the mother is. And the good, the good, the father's good though. The father's like, I hope you find love. <laughs> Ugh, <come on. laughs> as he just like, as he just bails on like the house pretty much. And then he goes to the abandoned house of where the accident happened, sleeps in the same spot where the kid died, which is, you know, questionable behavior mm. for sure, wakes up. Lori's there rocking back and forth in a chair. They have a little moment and it's it starts off pretty uh like neutral, you know, like um I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but just like tolerant of each other, you know? Yeah. No. Um uh she she's like, you know, uh they're they're kind of relating bonding a little bit but then it goes sour when she's like stay the fuck away from allison because she can't handle this and i'm not gonna let her get hurt and uh she doesn't she would sound like a crazy person if she was like because i looked into your eyes and know you're evil as fuck so um so Corey doesn't react well to that and then in a similar move to the shape Lori vanishes out of there and she Mm. It, it, corey kind of has his own little monologue and then when the camera goes back to where laurie was sitting she is out um <laughs> cut to Allison Corey is like on the phone with her and he's like your grandma she wants to kill me or some shit. I don't know. It's like definitely a ploy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vibe. So, it's weird. I don't know. It's it's a ploy to like get her out or some shit. And then he goes back to the sewer for uh to take Michael's mask because he's he is assume, Corey assumes that like the mask is what gives him the, the power. to do the the mad killing so he goes and literally has like a fucking brawl with michael myers uh and uh wins the fight kind of by escaping
2: well that's i i that moment is very important to me at least in my interpretation of the film because i think it's him being dominant over michael so I, i think almost we as the audience are like Oh, so is he going to be the new Michael? Is he officially like now the new Michael? And Michael's sort of just like relinquishing, like I don't know, his power, but like kind of be like, yeah, okay, yeah. carry the torch, carry the torch, go, exactly. go, kill your family. It,
1: exa- it feels so past the torchy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I was
2: definitely past the torchy. I do not debate the past the torchiness of it
1: for sure. For Level sure. Level
2: of torch, so, I'm not sure, but there's a torch yes. being passed.
1: There's there's at least a match to say the least yeah um but yeah then we move on to uh Allie and allison and Lori. they have a pretty big fight it's sad it's tragic it's it, mm, big wah, wah, wah. sorry i'm trying I'm, I'm not trying to rush but we, we've we talked so long about this movie and <laughs> i really want to spend a, the last chunk here this last couple of minutes talking about the finale because oh, a lot happens uh, at the end a like, lot yeah. happens at the end and like in retrospect these are all just like plot points moving forward and we, we could be here for all day talking about this movie <laughs> but um then we get to a pretty pretty awesome sequence in which uh Corey just rams down all of the children the shithead children that are, that mm. are bullying him uh he, which it's, oddly it's pretty, felt kind gruesome. of satisfying yeah i mean they were really shitty characters you know you're rooting for him to die which more kid death
2: more kid death
1: more kid death
2: and i love how like, they i first i thought and only he was one of gonna... them's off screen well, and I thought at first he was going to let the girl, like, the one girl go. And I, I, like that it, I, thought that I liked that it made a deliberate choice of, like, no, like, she associated with kids that were evil, so she's getting punished with the rest of them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she did not make a choice to do something about it or make the situation better. So, you know.
1: Yeah, agree. Yeah, it's and it, kind of like with felt, his
2: dad. It's like, you it know, his mom was, like, same abusing kind of like him and like how much was the yeah. dad turning a blind eye
1: yeah and like clearly a lot you know it sucks it uh but he he does take a bu- literally take the bullet for his son because the doc oh, oh. tries to shoot him and uh he jumps in front of it so this the father dies and then which is um, so sad i'm like oh it, poor it dad. is it is big tragic but then um, in true, true Michael Myers fashion of killing family members, he goes and kills mommy.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and then he kills the radio host, which is a really cool uh, yes. scene because uh, and pretty comical that he like smashes his face so aggressively and the tongue on the <gasps> needle record. Oh. Love oh. it. It was a cute little touch. The directors, uh the, the filmmakers were like, "We're gonna have some fun with this one," and I appreciate that. You know, it's a it's it was a it was rather
2: tongue in cheek, quite literally. Uh, quite literally, you know. tongue
1: out of cheek, I guess. Now, <laughs> um, but then then we get into now we're now we're in the home stretch. We're we're at the end here. So Laurie is at her home, having her. You know, she's kind of just doing her thing. She's by herself but she's pretty upset because she's you know had this fight with allison and and she i think she senses you know she knows she knows some shit's about to go down mm-hmm. uh and she's right because she gets set a gun and she is like it's almost like is she gonna commit suicide and me i'm such like i said i'm such a movies bitch that i had no i i was like she's not what is happening like she's obviously not gonna kill herself like why? why is this even what is
2: fucking going on right now it was a real bait and switch moment
1: yeah it wasn't until I heard people actually say how they were duped by this I'm like okay you know like she is she is kind of at a very broken moment and there's not really a resolution in in her like from her point of view so I guess I guess I can kind of see it but in my head I was like what she's what she's not fucking killing herself what the fuck like i was like what is going on um and then another reason why i say this is such a requel she puts on an outfit that's like very extremely similar to that of what she wore in 78 oh yeah Um, i love that yes and then we get that moment from the trailer which let's take a second girl we were duped by the marketing oh yeah we were duped like i we i'm and i'm glad this is one of those instances where i'm glad i it worked oh yeah because in in the trailer you know this is a moment where she's like let's go and instead she says do you really think i'd kill myself which is like people gasped at that and i don't think it was because it was like it's a cool line for sure but i think it's because whoa that's not what the trailer showed us right oh yeah oh absolutely because that's why I was a little gagged too. Because that was like the one moment from the trailer I really, really remembered. You know, it's like that trailer shot.
2: So, well, to it's, me, it's it's almost like a direct callback to eighteen, mm-hmm. tw- Halloween twenty eighteen, because in that film we see a Laurie that's like almost hyper connected in her sense of when something's chasing her like when the evil is like getting close to her she can sense it for sure yeah and we forget like no no she was she was messing with them like she she, like you said Mm -hmm. she could feel something was up and she was like living crazy situation where they'll feel like i have let my defenses down so then i can catch them off guard
1: yeah and 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 then she just takes them out two shots bam two shots to the chest and he's, he's just like a dude so she's pretty much got him dead to rights and instead of uh like finishing the job she shoots the last two bullets out and she's like no um and they have you know they kind of have their moment and i i can understand why people are angry with this but for me this made perfect fucking sense i'm like did we really think this copycat was gonna fucking get one over on lori strobe right. like what did we expect was gonna happen and that's what and that's yeah. why i'm like i we needed that character development in the beginning because if this were just some random dude who went after her yeah, people would it be like what the it wouldn't mean anything people would be like what the fuck so I, and so like,
2: when allison I, finds her you know yes like and, it and, means more
1: in Corey's final moment he he jams that knife through him uh through his self, like through his neck like up his face kind of uh because it makes it look like uh lori pulls it out of him and then allison opens the door looks like lori just killed him. and they just had like a huge fight of course that's like you know this is not this is a bad time for this to be happening
2: well so, it's, it's interesting yeah. how when he's when he sees a situation where his obsession allison is basically like going to be kept from him he, instead of like lashing out in violence against someone else he like takes it inward and just destroys himself which is like the opposite of what michael does so it's to me that Mm -hmm. shows like the deviation in his psyche from michael like they do operate differently yes Uh,
1: yes i i some people said like
2: he basically was a useless character i'm like i don't can't help but disagree i can't help but i'm not saying people's opinions are wrong opinions are opinions but i yeah i think he's a pivotal piece of this film working as interestingly as i think it does
1: i agree i i I think he's i i like his his role in this i do i really do and then uh the real the real michael shows up it's it's real it's for realsies Mm. and laurie fucking knows it and he begins by murking the fuck out of Corey, which is so odd that he like lived it's kind of funny that he lived through the his stab to himself because he definitely like is awake when Michael is choking him and alive. So, and did
2: you did you take that as like a mercy killing?
1: Uh, I took this as Michael kind of had this protege, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, I could, like you were saying, he's like, maybe he's he sensed that he could he could take this kid and maybe carry on his legacy through him, yeah. but then cory kind of just went off the rails and and did his own thing and is like being sloppy so he was like and made him angry by taking his fucking he was mask. messy he yeah he, was, he, he was did messy. something messy and <laughs> michael was not having it and he's like okay fuck this kid he is not my protege so i took this as more of like fuck you dude you took i i mm. believed in you and how did you stole you beat me up and stole my mask yeah fuck that and also i took this as like the requel like hell no we're not like we're not trying to say that this new copycat essentially is the right. is a replacement he's not so when well, david gordon
2: green has been very open about like listen whatever they plan on doing with the franchise after me that's their own business i was making mm-hmm. a trilogy so like yeah to me i was i was telling a story that had a beginning a middle and an end It's and... it's
1: sequel baiting but not in the like very lat, right, right before the credits roll, leave a leave a question mark. It's a, it's like they could totally, I could totally see the Halloween franchise continuing with Corey Cunningham as the killer.
2: If it just comes back from the dead,
1: but that and that's why I'm saying, well, and th- that's why I'm like, th- there's almost like a supernatural aspect to it because I mean, Michael has like he's been shot six times, sure, like, sure, sure, yeah, the fuck, yeah. you know, so there's like I could, I could see it. It's not because def- what they do with Michael, spoiler, alert, is pretty fucking definitive, whereas. Corey, i could see i mean he lived through a stab to the neck enough to get choked out by michael myers who knows (laughs) um but then michael and laurie have an epic epic uh little fight here okay that was a little traumatic i mean it's not epic epic but a lot of people are angry that it wasn't that epic i didn't need it to be we've had 40 years of halloween
2: movies where it was epic fight
1: this is the end
2: well and again he's still that man who's, in my mind, fading away. So it's like, now she's, yes, yeah, she's going up against yeah. Michael Myers, but he is he is a dying evil. Like, he yes. is not at his he's height of strength.
1: Weak. Absolutely. He's definitely weakened. He's definitely weakened. And, you know, we, we they, they do that thing from the trailer where he, like, tries to put her hand in the garbage disposal. And, like...
2: Very H2O. We,
1: very H2O, but also, like, Laurie shot off his fingers in 2018. Is this Michael being like, bitch, you took my finger? I'm, <laughs> maybe, I'm, going, for it. like, I'm going for the fingers, bitch. You I'm take some pinkies, claws. I'm
2: going to take some pinkies.
1: Yeah. Imagine Michael speaks for the first time ever in this movie and it's just, I'm coming for the fingers, bitch. <laughs> like, be, you took my fingers. Uh, but yeah, so... They, they have a really cool fight and it ends with Lori getting the upper hand. She nails uh, one of his hands to the island of her kitchen. Uh, Kind of funny because the island was so pivotal in 18. But then right. it's so, I think this is so cool and makes such logical sense. She just, she whips out another knife from the nearby kitchen drawer, just nails the other hand. And then she fucking topples the refrigerator on top of him so he cannot move. And she has this amazing moment where she shows him his reflection in the knife blade which is thematically perfect it's it's like uh uh, like the like the the poster of the 78 like oh it's beautiful artistically beautiful moment and uh she she has this really cool line delivery that i have not stopped thinking about since i saw the movie where she's like (laughs) i used to think you were the boogeyman (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I love it. Uh She's but, living and, her strad moment. Strad what? And, and you know what? This is why I'm like I didn't this is the end. This is, you know, the, I how, this could that. end this could end in one of three ways, right? Laurie dies, Michael dies, or they both die. Right. I guess or they both live, but that would be not very end. Uh so like it, if it, clearly this movie went the Laurie lives and Michael dies route, so like this it, and they double down on it like she got the upper hand and she fucking took it there was yeah. no there was no waiting there was no opportunity for escape there was no waiting for somebody else she just she slits his throat and then he has that moment where he like rip, like final they always come back moment he like Damn. grabs her throat and for a minute there she's like she's like do it you know she's like Man, and and maybe and this i i feel like this is more just the film being like are we gonna do it are we gonna kill Lori strode are they gonna die together uh, <laughs> right. but i i kind of felt like that wasn't gonna happen i i wasn't really fooled by this uh and this is where we get the montage of all the the carnage that's come before uh which is pretty cool also oh yeah you see
2: like their entire journey essentially together yeah. which makes so, like sense basically her like like, life is flashing before her eyes is the way yeah I think it's like well.
1: it, yeah it's like her life flashing before her eyes and it's also like michael's journey is ending right now like Mm -hmm. this is it this is the end everything everything they've been through ending right here in this very moment and uh also i forgot to mention that she fucking stabbed him with the knitting needle again hello requel (laughs)
2: yeah
1: uh and then yeah michael myers is pretty fucking dead at this point but just to be sure uh frank hawkins comes bursting in with some cops and they viking funeral his ass like they have a well and allison shows up too oh yeah allison comes oh yeah totally forgot to mention allison ex machina she fucking comes back uh and saves laurie from the choking and to rehash uh not rehash but re reflect what laurie said on her she's like i'm not gonna let this happen to you
2: which Uh, i think she needed as her own character like agreed after everything she's gone through with this with michael as well yeah. i think she needed that as yeah and you I mean, can't he, do this, this is the without me parents yeah and she's not letting her grandmother literally destroy herself like because Lori's willing to be like you know what fine i'll just i'll i'll sacrifice myself yeah and, we,
1: and we've seen that before she said that she said it in 2018 with that very shakespeare <laughs> right. dialogue she was like let me take his head as i or let him take my head as i take his <laughs> right uh, but yeah literally everyone in the town Except fucking
2: Lindsay. Where was Lindsay? <laughs> like, well, it didn't really bother uh,
1: me that she wasn't there. But I was just like, what,
2: like from what I've heard, this was a reshoot, and it was when okay. she was not available anymore. So it's kind of like L- she's, not, she's not there. Literally, um, that's why
1: I was like, I was, I was like, like watching, like looking all over the screen to see if she was in the back. I was like, could like, we not have was, like, like gotten Kyle some Richard footage not and on like that that day?
2: Could we not have CGI'd her in here somehow? Like, like right? use some but footage like, from something else and put it into the crowd scene. <laughs> But I will right, like, say everything like, whatever, here, this it's entire, the entire like funeral procession thing, I was like obsessed with. I was like, this is agree.
1: It feels right because it's it like, feels if we're gonna so. End it, let's satisfying. End it. And like a lot of people are like, 2018 was the perfect end. That's where it should have been. And like I could see that argument for sure. No. Like if it, but at well, the same sure. time, like it, it, it is like at the like, and they went that route. Like you could argue that he lived, and clearly they did. Like that he that he made it through this. Right girl Chekhov's wood chipper I they showed this Chekhov's early in the film there was a there was a pan out <gasps> shot of this like junkyard that oh, yeah. that Corey worked in and they showed this wood chipper and I, I knew I I literally I mean like I said I, I went a little alone so in my head I was like oh someone's going in there maybe it's Michael <laughs> maybe it's Lori, maybe it's some random person I don't know but somebody's going in that fucking wood chipper well, and, and how many sure times
2: enough, have we said about Michael Myers like someone needs to just like obliterate his body to a point where he literally can't be a threat because he does not exist so it was very satisfying as an audience to be like he is gone definitively dead (laughs) like and i think body is gone
1: yeah and i think this was effective because even that whole time like laurie is in the bed of the like wood chipper thing uh, or I guess it's not even a whichever or whatever. Uh, she's like in the bed of it, like where the yeah. where the cargo gets loaded into into the blades. And so she's standing like in a pretty dangerous spot. And so I, as, and I'm sure other people probably you as well, we're like, holy fuck, is he going to come back right now and like grab her leg and pull her in too? Are they both right. going to get fucking shredded right now? But then no, that doesn't happen. They fucking just shred Michael Myers to literal bits. Uh, and it, it's over. He's dead, dead, dude. Like there's, there's no coming back unless unless they go full on like ghost spirit alien magic i would hate that and i everyone would so yeah they put like this is halloween ends they put a fucking end to it but at the same time they have laid so much groundwork with Corey that even though he's he's dead i mean look at all the shit michael's been through i could see him coming back and like, like i said and like i know i've said it like 50 times but even if we as consumers and audience members don't see it and films don't get made in universe i see the evil be like this is the next generation of 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 the evil i don't think i'm
2: fully on this this Corey train as much as you are but i appreciate the the theory theory. now that
1: i've said it out loud i'm i will die in this hill i'm Uh, ready that's great
2: that's great (laughs) um
1: i'm just so i in 10 years when they announce halloween comes back and Corey fucking cunningham is the villain i'm i will be here and i'll be like i said it i called it i saw the vision
2: fair enough um (laughs) (laughs) you know who knows
1: right uh but i Um,
2: one thing i liked is that they the town was there with her it's almost like the town needed to lay this man to rest like it wasn't yeah it was it was
1: it was a good way to show that it was a group effort while still putting Lori at the forefront of it all,
2: you know? When you see the healing, like you see the way they're like looking at her, where she's like, here, I thought you should be a part of this. Like we're about to mm-hmm. go, Like, he's going to be gone. Like he's, he's going to, you know.
1: Well, and it's, it. it she kind of needs that too, because it, it's not yeah. like, like if ever, everyone can be there and be like, no, we saw the death of Michael Meyer. We, there was no, there was no like group mob thing where it's like maybe he got away maybe right or like a couple people can verify no like everyone was fucking there and they're like no that man got shredded he is not and it's like you you feel this like
2: sense of like peace of literal like we can actually breathe again because he is uh you know unquestionably obliterated
1: Yeah, because you're like the Michael Myers story is put to rest, and I I I'm cool with this ending. I think it's a great end to the to the Michael Myers story because that's at the at the end of the day that's what this was, and I'm it worked for me. It worked Uh, for me. One one thing I say before we kind of wrap up and talk about our final final thoughts here, I am so fucking sick of don't fear the reaper in horror movies. I thought I was over it with X. When, I, when X was over, I was like, I never want to hear this fucking song in a movie ever again. But now, okay, it works here. It's actually quite appropriate. And at least it's like a
2: callback to itself, you know?
1: And it is like a callback to itself. But now I'm putting my fucking foot no, down. I never want to hear "Don't fear the fucking reaper" in a goddamn horror movie ever again. It's, uh, it's done. It's tired. I'm over it. This is this is the la- this should this historically should be the last time. Yeah. Like I want in a hundred years, people to go on whatever the equivalent of Wikipedia is and be like, when was the last <laughs> "Don't fear the reaper" by Blue Eyed Circle was used in a in a movie, and it was Halloween ends 2022
2: (laughs) well and like i know i'm not the first person to say this i'm sure i'm not the only person that made this comparison and i'm sure you've already talked about this somewhere but to me this entire last scene had like heavy last scene of scream 3 vibes like even the mask oh, on the table yeah. is very, like, Sydney's back door being blown open, kind of like, is it <laughs> over? I think it's over. It's over? I don't know. We'll never, you know, which yeah. I mean, which I also take the same way. It, like, I think the end of Scream 3, the door flying open isn't Sydney still being afraid. She's more like, I'm at peace. Like, I'm, I'm going yeah. to continue live my life. And I feel like oh, yeah. her having that mask ever present is like her being like, I'm not afraid of this thing anymore. Oh, like, yeah. uh, now it's just a, a mask. lot of people
1: are like a lot of people online i've heard are like why would she keep the mask that's weird i'm like girl i would keep are you kidding me like after all that i would be like hell yeah like that is a trophy of a redemption that is a 40 year story i would keep that mask i would like mount <laughs> it above my bed so when like <laughs> dudes come over they'd be like what's the story there and i'd be like
2: oh, <laughs> oh boy you must be new here right yeah <laughs>
1: It must um, be new enough. Yeah. Blue Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Colt uh, plays over the end credits. That that is Halloween ends. The the end of a literal 40-year, I guess like
2: 42 year timeline. Yeah. 44. It's this weird thing, it's this weird place of I'm not stupid. I know everything gets recycled eventually, no matter you know how precious you think something is. I'm sure at some point this will get redone all over again but for me as a long time halloween fan i'm like if there's never another movie i'm pretty good like i actually i really don't need another movie i'm same. sure it will happen but like i'm good same
1: and and we're in we're in such a like renaissance of horror right now Wow. i yeah. mean it, it <laughs> Like horror as a genre is almost kind of like recoiling itself <laughs> because like well, all these movies are getting requels, which are like clearly opening the door to all these crazy new IPs like X Pearl Maxine, which yeah. uh, oh my god, that that don't even give me started. Those those will definitely
2: be their own. But well, I feel like anytime there's like times of like real uh peril in the real world, it always reflects itself in horror sort of bubbling yeah, up again yeah. i don't it's, think it's an yeah. accident that horror definitely not. Is having this golden age right now because the world is in chaos
1: yeah yeah and so uh, like it, and, and i've noticed like i mean as time goes on horror movies get more and more explicit like with their violence hmm. and their like things the mpaa would have cut 20 <laughs> years ago are not right. what think what is getting cut now you know what i mean right so like as, like people get desensitized i suppose if mm. that's mm, it seems like a loaded way to phrase it but you know like um
2: but in a way i mean in a way like there are things that
1: like when but i was it, a but kid it opens the door for more themes to be explored like there's, yeah in the movies we weren't in in the movies in 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 the early days of in the in the 80s slasher heyday we weren't getting thematic like <laughs> elevated horror you know to close screen. No. like we weren't getting like thematic character studies as in it well like maybe like movies. well and, and now, sometimes in like also, ghost
2: stories they would like maybe like the changeling yeah yeah, like, like they were. But standouts
1: like... but now it's like 2022 especially this movie this year has been an event every movie has just been an event movie like it's this been is a good year this has been a good year we have been spoiled but I'm loving it and like I, I can't even I'm keep so track of like it's good cuz i i didn't want this movie to be uh, bad and and me be like like later down the road be like 2022 yeah like here's all the cool horror movies that came out that year oh yeah and Halloween had that really bad one but no i, I was very say, satisfied like i did I not agree. want I... this to be bad
2: i was like please yeah, I'm glad don't to hear be bad
1: you were satisfied too cuz I, I i the first time i saw it i was like i I think I liked it I that was good man and then the second time I watched it I was the third it just kind of went up in like a curve like (laughs) I was like yeah every time I watch it I get more and more of an appreciation and even even talking about it now I'm like yeah I'm I'm pretty team Halloween ends yo
2: (laughs) now in terms of like the three films which one is your favorite of the three with the new trilogy I think it's
1: got to be this one because mm-hmm. it's not kills I don't love kills <laughs> I I saw uh, I'll talk about kills on kills this podcast because I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll unwind I like I'll kills unhinge. a lot more
2: than a lot of people do but I'm willing to admit that I might I just like, be weird I might be taking things over with it maybe they not even mean to be uh, having me like read into I don't know
1: I really like kills as highs but really dislike kills as lows is so it, like it's it's just it was, such a mixed bag well, like i and said it, i
2: kind of took it as a melodrama and just like i think a lot of people mm-hmm. uh i don't I'm not this is me this is not me like putting myself on some pedestal but like i'm willing to like lean into like melodrama like really like heightened tone horror yeah it's, I mean, it's kind of yeah, what yeah, i it's fiction, felt like that you know, film was like supposed to very- be I think a lot of people were like it's heavy-handed. I'm like it is a little heavy-handed, but like melodrama is heavy-handed, and so I I was kind of I I was feeling it.
1: Like humans are complex, and things are when you simplify, that's it's boring. Like I don't understand why people are like. Like I'm not saying everything needs to be loaded with with social commentary and and in heavy thematic weights, but still, we should have we should have narrative substance. I don't nobody likes the the bottom of the barrel stuff.
2: Yeah, and what well, kills is the reaction to the first film. So, like, True. it kills is when everything is at its peak emotionally. Like, uh, everyone is on a 10 emotionally because they're responding to the, you know, violent acts that just happened earlier that evening. Like, you know, it's you have to remember, like, it's all the same night. <laughs> like, this yeah, is yeah. And I, a crazy and night. I, and, I, like and people said, are I, acting I, nuts. because this guy who was in a freaking facility for 40 years has broken out and has now killed several people and this is all starting again These people that have like somehow come to peace with all of this are now like oh so we're not safe riled up and they go nuts as we see evil does not die that night but they sure they sure try to yeah um
1: absolutely no one said Uh, evil uh,
2: dies tonight and i like that in this movie
1: that's oh my god thank god we did not need that to be said in this movie uh but um yeah no and and that's uh, like i said i i love i really like kills and 18 retro actively and like in in retrospect because i look back on this whole trilogy as like a as a secret as a unit and i'm like yeah, yeah 18 was a was that really good groundwork kills was a a a fun carnage filled middle chapter you know we got and it's sad like i think kills is is a very
2: sad movie like it's lots of people process like uh, like when allison is like they're talking about her dad and she just starts like crying in the back seat because you remember like her dad died like two hours ago like you know and then like when judy greer finally is alone at the hospital and like has a breakdown because she's finally like oh right my husband died tonight like people Mm -hmm. haven't even had chance to process anything they're still in the thick of it
1: yeah i it's Hmm. and i think a lot of people do forget that and 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 like regardless of whether or not this trilogy was planned this is what we got and what we got i like
2: I'm happy I'm with it. it.
1: I'm not saying it's perfect. It's definitely got its flaws. Sure, sure, it's, sure. You know, it's got its moments. And and even this movie, you know, like there was a couple of things that didn't I didn't love or like I thought was like mm, a little weird. Well, yeah, like
2: I gave it like on letterbox, I, I gave perfect. it three and a half stars out of five. Like I was like, I'm like yeah. a three and a half. I'm like three and a half because I'm like, I really I like I it. Four. Hmm? Yeah, like I'm, I'm like I, I actually I might even be I might even be four out of five now after I've thought yeah. about it. Um I, but yeah I enjoy there's it. some things I don't love but I overall more love it than hate it. So I'm glad um... to
1: hear it. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Well, in addition to that being the end of Halloween, that's the end of a podcast. Mm. This is a long show, but it was worth it. I I love just going in, and I mean, like I said, we could talk about this movie all day long. There was a lot going on here, and it's I've new. It's exciting. Chat. It's the hot. It's the hot thing. Oh yeah, I've been dying to talk about this movie with somebody, so I'm really glad yeah. we could we could get together and talk about this, oh, especially when it's so me. so fresh. Of course, yeah. Thank you so much for for coming on. Of where and no one had to where die. Can, where can my lovely listeners find you if they want to hear more and see
2: more. uh well you can find me at Zach with no h on instagram and twitter and if you want to listen to uh, my podcast two gays watch you can find us at two gays watch on instagram and twitter and you know we're on spotify apple podcasts all that fun stuff uh yes, we will also listen. also be talking if you want to hear even more talk about this movie We'll be covering this movie also on our podcast. Oh yes, I'm.
1: I I can't wait to listen. Even though we just talked about it for hours, because it's just <laughs> it's so fun to hear people talk about like their interpretations and like that's. Why, I mean, that's why I started the show. Because I'm like, I just want to kind of get my opinion out there, listen to other people's opinions. You know, it's fun. my whole life revolves around horror movies that's fun to talk about horror movies
2: (laughs) well I love to go see a movie especially a horror movie and then immediately I try to find every video essay about it on YouTube same (laughs) oh my
1: god I'm the exact same way I am am that nerd yeah well because it also it helps me stew and it's we have the power of like social media where like it's not a conversation it's a it's a it's a a group it's a bigger conversation Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's a Group effort, I guess, and I like it yeah. because it's like I'm not because every so often you know that you know you find people to talk about it with in person, but then you also got like the internet and you could see all kinds of different people's opinions oh, yeah. and beliefs, and and obviously some of them suck ass to <laughs> us, you know, and other ones <gasps> are yeah. pretty like wow, I never thought of it that
2: way, you know. But you know but... what I say to the people that say this movie is like you know divisive, and I wish it is, but I feel like films that are that polarizing it's usually because a filmmaker is taking bold swings with its narrative and that's why i appreciate this movie so much because they could have really phoned it in and just done a typical like michael comes back laurie fights them yada, yada. yeah and they instead did something so different from the first two and try to make us think for the last entry which they didn't need to do and i appreciate yeah, that exactly
1: exactly and i i and i think people get really. Really, really attached to the things they love that they Mm. they almost go so far into loving that it almost kind of turns into hatred because they're in this like protective like or and I've I've just never really been that way. I'm just like you know you kind of gotta adapt with the times. Like what? Because at the like sit and ask your not not you like Zachary, (laughs) but I'm saying like as a as a person, especially one who projects such hostile opinions uh like because yeah. like if you don't like this movie and you f- think it's bad i get it i could totally Fair see enough, argument yeah. that's bad i mean like you know we can agree to disagree it's not a big deal um if and i totally can understand people not and finding it disconnected and disjointed in tone and that's and, their and
2: prerogative like, you know like if they yeah. just didn't respond to it like yeah i can't definitely. say they're wrong you know it's just how their brain processed it yeah i can think they, think they might have like anything oversimplified something or didn't notice like themes but I'm not gonna sit here and be some snob and say yeah. like well you're, you're not on my wavelength it's like well no they're not they're their own person with their own interpretations
1: and and my thing is like if you're gonna say it's bad tell me why back it up like let's have tell conversation me conversation about yeah. why you know and don't like, speak don't...
2: in declarative statements that's my other big thing
1: yeah like it's, it's an opinion
2: not... not a fact like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I agree like, anyway
1: um because because yeah and it's hard to gauge that online too, especially because when you're just reading text, you can't hear the person's yeah. tone. So when you just see a sentence with a period, you're like, this person is like shouting this into the keyboard with all their might and just you know oh, so, uh, But anyway, oh yeah, basically. But uh yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yes. This was this was great. I am so happy we got to talk about this movie. I'm so happy you get to be the first guest on my relaunch. Oh, uh, you know I'm so uh, we got some I got some really really fun stuff lined up for, for mm. the next couple weeks at least I mean I, I want to keep doing this podcast for quite a while but uh, next week we've got a fun little very gay movie coming up Uh, we'll we got to warp time back a little bit to, mm, to mm. talk about that one but <laughs> I'm excited for that one um but yeah this has been the debate of the dead podcast you all know where to find me i'm evan or queen cream if you want to follow me on instagram uh or follow the podcast on twitter at dotd underscore pod um yeah this this has been great it's been halloween ends and this is the end we will see you next time